Valentine's Day. It comes every year whether you like it or not. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today, gonna love today. It's the day when your love life is put on display. I'd like to send a dozen of those to the best girl at my school. Your wife? I'm 10 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Where there's always a chance for romance or disaster. Okay, I'm gonna go now, okay. It can be confusing. It's Valentine's Day today? Hello? No, it's a Monday. Valentine's Day always falls on a Thursday. Lose your head. That's Thanksgiving. So sad. It can be complicated. Alex and I were supposed to have sex today. Love can't be planned. It's not luck. She's talking that. But at the end of the day, it's all about love. So how do you guys feel about each other? Oh my gosh, I totally love him. And I'm crazy about her. Sagan wrote his number on my hand. There you have it, young love. Full of promise, full of hope, ignorant of reality. My father said to me, you ever with a woman that's too good for you, marry her. I hope she's not on that. Wow. She said yes! I think so. This kind of feels like something's in my throat. It sounds like you're choking. Or like, is there something in the air? Yeah, I kind of there is like I feel like there's something in the air around me right now. Do you feel it? Just the radio waves. I don't know. I don't know. There's like something in the air here. Well, it is February. Yeah. Wait, Mary. What month are we in? February, sorry. Oh my God, Mary, love is in the air. I <laughs> <laughs> oh got no. quick. quick, grab your N95 mask, Elia. Oh my God, oh, but you know what this also means? What? It's time for us to do our Valentine's Day oh episode of all the rom-coms. I've loved Valentine's before. Day episode and for for a special episode do you want to tell us who we brought on as a special Valentine's Day guest? oh my goodness well we brought on a show favorite y'all <laughs> loved him yes y'all asked for him ladies and gentlemen please bring your hands together for the wonderful rom-com hating Steve <laughs> 
That and bad movie enthusiast. Oh, bad yes. movie enthusiast. Steve, yeah, I, why don't you introduce our movie? Oh, geez. I, I don't know if I hate rom-coms, but I, I, know, do, I, would... I, I do love a bad movie, though. Like, there's just something, there's good, I mean, there's bad, bad, but this is kind of a good, bad movie to me. Would you say you love to hate rom-coms? Uh, yes. Like, I feel like yeah. as a genre, they are easy to hate at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. and a so bad yeah. rom-com is like it's like bad sushi <laughs> what is so it makes you throw up violently I don't know I, I get <laughs> nauseous I'm like oh my god it like makes you not want to ever have it ever again versus like a bad pizza you're like okay that was a bad pizza but I'll eat pizza again bad sushi you're like I'm never touching the movie, sushi again the movie we're gonna talk about like it wasn't that bad but like if we're doing this analogy, I would say Kissing Booth was like gas station sushi. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, Steve, Steve, introduce our movie. Yeah, by, by the way, this I haven't had sushi in like two years now because the last time I had sushi was bad. So anyways, <laughs> uh, today's movie is Valentine's Day, which I came up with the alternative titles Valentine's Vignettes or Valentine's Day, the sitcom, the movie, or uh, Ju- Julia Roberts buys a boat <laughs> because this so this movie uh, is I, I believe the first one of these kinds where they basically just load so many A-list stars or B-list yeah. stars yeah um, and so before in hopes we, in hope before we get going I I did think of one small game to play here um, so if if you two could just not look at your notes for a second. Okay, okay, not looking. Minimized. How many characters from this movie can you name? Oh my god. Not, oh my not, god. Not actors. Not not what? not like oh. Julia Roberts. What are their oh. character names in this movie? Oh god, I didn't write down any okay. names. I okay, yeah, I wrote down that. Exactly. Because <laughs> the entire time you're just like, oh, there's there's, there's Jennifer one. Garner, the teacher. Between us, between us, I there's- bet we can get ten. I don't. You're over. I'm. You're. That's going to be on you, Mary. I can name two. Because, well, I can name two. We just watched it. We just watched it. I can I mean, do we? Can, can, does that do first and last name, or can it be no, like no, just, just, first? just last name okay. zero. Last name zero. Oh, okay. I, I got Sean Jackson. I got Sean Jackson oh, because yeah, the Sean reason Jackson. I remembered his name is I don't he know the actor's name. And they said yes. it a lot. Okay. Oh, Harrison. He said Copeland. it a lot. Doctor Harrison Copeland. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um. Mrs. Um, Mrs. Henderson, Hickerson, no, uh, Julie, Julie. Well, her, her, okay, her first name was Julie. Isn't uh, Julian Reed? Uh, uh, Ju- I have a Julie Fitzpatrick Julia? here. Okay, that her, yeah, Julie Fitzpatrick. Yes. Okay, Julia and Reed Morley is uh, Jessica Alba. That's a, I remember thinking it was like an ugly name for like the prettiest girl. Oh yeah, what the what Morley? Morley? I mean, I can't judge. My name's Talia. <laughs> yeah, Morley is like a last name. Uh, there's George Lopez. I don't know his name. Oh yeah, I don't know his name. Kelvin, uh, um, I think is Jamie Fox. I think it's Calvin. Edison. Oh, Addison is the kid. Edison, the kid. And there's there's um, what was the other kid's name? Yeah, what's Franklin? Franklin. Who's Frank? Oh, the other kid is Franklin. The kid that kept putting his shirt over. I his- remember all the children. Hell yeah. I know. Um, yeah, and also I'm I'm looking. I I just did a quick copy paste for this. They aren't even included because they are like the few non-famous people in this. Oh, movie. okay, all right, fine. We're okay, not fine, allowed. Fine, then. fine. Um, who else is in it? Oh, you know, they said on the email what was the Jessica Biel's name? I think it was like K- 
Kara? Kara? Kara, Kara. Yes, Kara. you got it. Um, Kara Kara Monahan, which you know I would not have gotten that last name. Yeah, no, no. Taylor Swift's name is Felicia. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the other I don't know what Emma Roberts' character's name was no idea what Taylor Lautner's name was no idea what Taylor Lautner's Um, name is Emma Emma Roberts was well her boyfriend's name is Alex but he's not famous oh Grace she's Grace Grace. he is on this list though Carter Jenkins as Alexander Franklin okay see I I would know him as I call in my notes he's Emma Roberts boyfriend (laughs) wait what about Um, I can name the dog unfortunately you could argue that character Actually, I don't know the doc's name. See, I you guys have done better than I thought you would because let's see, I got today though. Four, five, six, seven, eight. You got nine, and I feel I feel like I said we would get ten. Yeah, you you probably couldn't ten. We can get ten. We can get ten. Who are we not getting? I I have no idea what Bradley Cooper's name was. Holden. (laughs) No clue. It was Holden. The driver was like, Holden's never given up. And I was like, oh, that's his name? Like, I don't think they said it until that line. <laughs> wow. Well, Mary, I don't know. Why don't, I don't know. Can you give a recap of this movie? I, so I, read, <laughs> I read the Bert, um, review of it, which I think he was generous. He gave it two stars. And he was like, I'm not even going to try to summarize the plot. <laughs> but I'll give you the one that I um, found, like, on just, like, Google that I think is a good, you know, it's basically like a retelling of Love Actually, but in L.A. Uh, in a series of interconnected stories, various Los Angeles residents wend their way through the highs and lows of love during a single day, which is Valentine's Day. As the holiday unfolds, they experience first dates, longtime commitments, youthful crushes, and connections to old flames. I don't know how many connections to old flames there are, but um, I thought yeah. that was actually pretty good. Summary. I mean, there's an there's an older couple. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't really any of them were like old flames. Oh, Ed, wait, Edgar and Estelle. Ta twelve. Like you dated when you were younger. It's not like someone you're. No, no, like, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I was just adding to the names. Oh, oh, good job. Yeah, we're at 12 then. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's funny because it's like this movie, they they describe it as it it, um, takes place in the course of a day. And I'm like, oh my God, it feels like it took up my whole day. I mean, Jennifer I think all of us had the same reaction where we're like, this movie is so long. It is so long. It's so long. Why is it so long? I don't know. Before being one day, I noticed Jennifer Garner had like five outfits. She had like a teaching outfit, (laughs) a Patrick Dempsey's bed outfit, an airport outfit, like a night outfit. Like I was like, what Jennifer Garner? Oh my God. Yeah. How did that? That's a good point. It felt like she was in there. No, I feel like every Valentine's Day, everyone's like struggling to wear red or pink. And it's like, I don't have anything. And then she had like five red outfits. Like what's going on? She's really stretching that elementary school teacher. uh... Yeah. salary there exactly that that crossed my mind she had like a designer dress on at the singles party and i was like looking at her next to jessica beale and i'm like would these two people be friends like a whatever they must have was. been like friends in college and they First stayed friends. teacher and then like this high-powered publicist i don't maybe i shouldn't say that but i like, guess she, i don't know do fifth she's a fifth grade teacher oh the kids look so young fifth grade okay fifth grade and the only reason i know that is because he goes like 
I'm impressed you know this. Yeah, they're fifth graders. Well, of course, I'm going to pay attention to the kids and the, the yeah, romantic kids. Yeah, I didn't kids. like the kids, but I was like, wow, this could not have any more shamelessly ripped off Love Actually. Yeah, oh, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, a lovesick kid. Down, down to, like, not having a mom. I was like, this is so emotionally manipulative. Yeah, I will say I, I did, like, I always tear up at the soldier coming home thing. You tear? And I, like, called it from the beginning. I'm like, oh, Julia Roberts is his mom. I think I teared up the first like from the beginning, it, but I didn't tear up watching it at all. This time. Well, this is my first time watching it, and when okay. she showed oh, up, okay. I like teared up because like there's this whole thing. She's trying to get home to be with her son, and it's yeah. just like really touching. And then it's like Bradley Cooper helping her, and then it's like I will say that I feel like that storyline, like Bradley Cooper and Julia, like if that was just like a mini a mini movie, like a mini yeah. thing, that alone I think would have been really sweet. Yeah, I always want to Where it's like you think it's going to become like a love story between the two of them, but it's not. Oh, yeah. And also, Mm. Bradley Cooper is gay. Yeah. (laughs) Bradley Cooper being gay, it was almost like out of nowhere. Like, I mean, I guess he's not into the flight attendant, but the only kind of twist that I felt like they didn't telegraph. First of all, I did not like this. I thought this movie assumed the viewer was very, very stupid. Like, everything was so over the top explained to the point where I was like this is just it was very campy it was very like even the fact that Patrick Dempsey like they go oh he's a heart surgeon and he's juggling oranges yeah when they're like oh the mom's like oh isn't your dad such a good juggler I thought I kind of like that because I was like oh she's you know maybe the daughter doesn't know but the mom is telling him I had no idea and she's just like sort of being an LA wife and like also how are Ashton Kutcher and Jennifer Gardner just friends for so long Ah, I have friends that I've, I have guy friends I've. And they're both, but you're, were you attracted to? I don't um, know. We weren't, we weren't as attractive as Ashton Kutcher and Jennifer That's Garth. what I'm saying is they're both uh, really attractive and they're just friends. Yeah, and they never possible. once hooked up. It's certainly possible. <laughs> I actually thought, I thought that was believable. I really? I would have preferred if they never got together. I actually thought when I first yeah, saw me too. Like this was bad, I thought they were going to be like, oh, ha ha. That was funny, lol. Because, like, yeah, you would have dated by then. I agree with you. Mm. I think I, they would I have dated. Were, but... I thought they were different generations in real life, but it's just. Isn't she older than them? A little bit, by five years. But if you had asked me, I would have said like a dozen. But it's probably just because he was on that 70s show. Yeah. For, forever. I mean, he, oh, I, he played I, a 17 year old for like 10 years. Yeah. Not, not only that, he seems, I wouldn't even say he looks youthful, but he seems very immature because I had the same mm-hmm. thought when I watched, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a lot like Love, and they probably are different ages, but it's him starring against Amanda Peet, and she seems much older than him in that movie too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I had the exact same reaction. I was like, oh, they, they like don't seem like they would be temporary. I, my, when I saw them together, I thought they were brother and sister. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that I was what that. their chemistry had. And like, I I do, I kind of wish the movie did leave it open on will they end up together? Because it's like, yeah. how, what, what, even if they like are compatible and do end up together, but it's like, it wouldn't be the same he, day he got dumped by his fiance. Like you don't just yeah, propose to someone and then pick up with someone else like that. Like, I, I know, But I can't stress enough. They did not want to leave anything to the viewer's brain. Like anything. <laughs> like, I mean, when she, he tries to stop her in the airport and he's like, oh, I'm alone. She packed up and left. And I've just got this ring and everyone told me I was wrong. And then she goes, so she left you? It's like, <laughs> yeah like yes 
Yeah. And and even like the whole thing with like George Lopez being like, when he asked George Lopez, he was, why didn't anyone tell me this? And George Lopez basically spells it out to you. So you have to go tell Julie now. Well, and I thought everyone spelled out, like, I would have been fine if one person said you have to marry your best friend or love can grow from friends. But he even told her, he's like, I married my best friend. So many people said that. I was like, this is hitting us over the head with a hammer. Like, it would have been more effective if they just had George Lopez say that. And instead, you know, they had Jennifer Garner saying it to the kid. And then she was like, oh, yeah, maybe you should get some, you know, romantic with a friend. Like, she's realizing it's advice for herself. Yeah. like it happens two or three times and it's just like okay like we get it I think so I didn't actually hate the movie I found I kind of found it enjoyable in the same way you find like Costco cake enjoyable yeah (laughs) it's like I know I'll feel sick eating this whole cake right now but it just feels really good yeah and I think though a lot of it really has to do and Steve you're alluding to this is the cast yeah because you can jennifer gardner and he describes jennifer gardner as this and i love that he goes see like she was so well cast in that role she is a sunshine ashton kutcher does warm my heart like i will (laughs) every time he should star in like every rom-com in all of them i wouldn't go that far i'm Uh, i don't know i love him i'm not every time i guess i really i feel like when he's in a drama i'm like oh I, I want to see him in rom-coms. We talked about this on this podcast, I think. Remember, he w- would have been, he tried out for, I think, Heath Ledger's part. Oh, yeah, wait, that's true. He can't I do that one. <laughs> um, okay, I'm exaggerating. I'm exaggerating. Oh, yeah, I'm exaggerating. I, I, but I think part of it's also, like, I actually really love his real-life romantic story, which is, like, how, like, him and Mila Kunis, like. It's basically her movie of No Strings Attached. I think that's how they got together. Like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think that's really cute. I think maybe the reason I just like love him in rom-coms is because he did live a rom-com and there's like some I genuinity agree. in I it. I agree with you. He's good in rom-coms. I wouldn't go so far to say like if Ashton Kutcher's in a movie, I'll see it. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not as much of a fan, I think. But um, I, I just love his goofy demeanor. And I was kind of glad I was watching this with Ricky because I was like, at the end when he's throwing the roses down the river and it's not in a like oh woe is me he's like actually still like even though he got his heart crushed that day it's valentine's day it was it's like a tough day for his business he's still trying to like do something good for his community and having people wake up to like these flowers in the river and like i was like that is so romantic well actually ricky was like he's so romantic i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you guys are both giving a lot of credit I, I think he's he's I, I think he's perfectly fine like he's I, I I think his this is like the peak of his abilities like his yeah you know kind of like the goofy lead in a romantic comedy like, maybe what, what it is is that's what I go for I like the goofy I like the goofy dudes I like yeah, the, the goofy like fun loving I love Chris Pratt's character in Parks and Rec I like that's true. you know it's it's rough if you're asking him to be like Steve Jobs but yeah. if you're asking him to be like Kelso or just like, you know, comic relief, but you know, he's a he's a good guy. Like puppy dog. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have like I don't know. I, I don't even think he has the range of like an Adam Sandler. Where no. Sandler yeah, I agree with you. Sandler just mails it in for ninety five percent of his movies. But he, <laughs> yeah. But you're, you're saying, I don't think, I think everyone in this mailed it in. Didn't you kind of think, I just thought everyone in this movie did it for a paycheck and they're kind of playing yeah. 
a lot. Oh, it reminds me of that scene. I don't know if you guys watch Shit's Creek, but like Ooh, Moira, Moira Rose is like in this like awful movie called Crows: The Reawakening. <laughs> so I think it's like yeah, really yeah. bad. They make it look really bad, but she's like really trying to take it seriously. She's like very dramatic. She's so excited to be back out there acting, and she goes to the director and she's like, "What is this movie?" To and goes, "A Vacation in Bora Bora." <laughs> let's just get through this oh yeah and take the paycheck and like julia roberts is definite i think see you're telling us julia roberts definitely like she just had to be in like two scenes do you think anyone in this movie really took it seriously because to me it felt like everyone was just playing a sort of less likable version of who they are in real life the, the taylors that's about was, it oh the taylors yeah, yeah. yeah. their story was also really cute they were really I cute they, i thought they should absolutely both like shined in this but i also thought taylor lautner was taking it seriously and trying to quote unquote really act my favorite quote in the movie came from a scene with them they didn't say it but i like they were both so good in every scene they were in, I thought. I love Taylor Swift in the elevator with Jennifer Garner. So, really funny. Mary, no, Steve, I know you may not know. We all, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. And I am. And Mary is. And like, she's been trying to convert me. And I'm just like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I admire her in the sense, I think she's a great businesswoman, whatever. What I'm trying to get at <laughs> is though, actually, I think I really liked her in this movie. Yeah. And this I, movie was when I saw, like, her, I, is when I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, I, I get why everyone loves her. Like, she's really adorable. Her. And I'm like, oh, she's kind of a cute actress. She was good. She was I'm she like, oh, she can act. She can act. And, but and she's, like, kind of goofy. Like, she's, like, goofy. She's, like, um, he's, like, so hot. And it's, like, yeah, it's, like, kind really of making good. fun, you know? She's very good. I mean, she's obviously not dumb at all. And she's very good at playing, like, this dumb high school student. And I would say and she's like, like when she does the dance scene, when she's like, what, five, six, that seven, hardest, eight. That was the hardest I laughed in the entire movie. <laughs> oh, okay, I haven't seen that one. Um, but yeah, I would say you're not- he, goes, he goes, oh, young love, full of hope, full of promise, and no sense of reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> high school romance. <laughs> but I would say, Holly, you're not like, at least, like some people like, just love to hate on her and they kind of do it because it's cool. And you've never been like that. You're just more like, I'm indifferent to her. I'm not a fan of her the same way. Yeah. I'm kind of, like, I don't know, Lana Del Rey or another musician. So I never thought that you like, you know, didn't like her. It was more that you just were like, oh, I don't want to give her a shot. I just, I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, like people go crazy for her. Yeah, but that's because- And I just don't get it. That's become cool now to say that. Like even you, I think you've kind of not been a fan of hers even longer than she has had blowback for And I, I bought her CD for my sister, you know, but, I wasn't like- But I feel like it's become very socially acceptable to say that versus like when I say, yeah, I don't really like Beyonce. It's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Like it's, like very, cool, it's very cool to hate on Taylor Swift, I think. I, I think oh. there is something about her image that is kind of off-putting. Like her, like her career- arm? calculative or what her feet uh, yeah she has a bit of an Anne Hathaway vibe to her yeah where everything feels every yes also in this movie where just everything feels a little too managed like like we're yeah. we're seeing Taylor Swift's inner pain at times um in her by her music but it feels like she's letting us see it not that it's actually like a raw outpouring of emotion see, so I think you're absolutely right I absolutely agree with you I think Anne Hathaway and Taylor Swift both do have that kind of like it just feels like fortune found them and especially at a time right now where we're like we're not very quick to be sympathetic to people who were like maybe blessed in many multiple ways especially like socioeconomically like they just if all kind of it's not obvious to us 
-hmm. how the sausage got made. And I think we're in a culture now where we like to see how the sausage, like we love these rags to riches stories. We love Mm -hmm. to see people overcoming adversity. And I think because like Taylor Swift and Anne Hathaway aren't as revealing with those things, which really it should be up to them whether or not they want to, but unfortunately they're in the spotlight. So they don't, people just love to hate on them because they're like, oh, life is just so easy for you. And I don't disagree with you guys that they're both probably very privileged and, you know, just they have a lot of advantages just coming into the world as attractive white women. But at the same time, they're both super talented. Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you know, writes a lot of her own material. Like, yeah. I don't like her, the fact that she got as much success as she did at the age that she did by really writing her own stuff. Because I wouldn't say she's, you know, at all unattractive, but she's not like a conventional looking yeah. Um. So, I mean, just the fact that she's been able to be hugely successful in marketing herself, like my hat is off to her. I wonder, I know the, the thing about her that I, like if I was to hate on her, what I would pick on is like her privilege. And I think we're just at a time now where we just like don't really like yeah. privilege. And I think the reason with Beyonce is like, but if you think like Beyonce also came from as much, I mean, people are going to, I mean, we're gonna get so many bad notes about this but like, she, i don't i don't think i i love beyonce I, I love beyonce but like i don't think she came from poverty and even if she didn't i mean it's still incredibly hard to make it as a, you don't get it's really hard no someone's daughter and the music you have to actually be talented you have to be talented like but i think because i mean maybe they just maybe beyonce just has a better publicist <laughs> I mean, but it's, she's, I mean, I, I don't know what it is, but you're right. It's like, you can, it's popular to hate on T-Swift, but you can't hate on Beyonce. Uh, they're, they're also at different points in their careers too. Like Beyonce is now a, a mother with multiple children. Yeah. Um, and actually I do remember at a time when, when she put out Sasha Fierce, people gave her a lot of shit for that. Yeah. They did enough. give her a lot of shit for that. The difference is Taylor Swift gets shit with everything she does. Everything she does, she does get some element of hate. And actually one time, just it's funny that we're talking about both of them, she got criticized for quote-unquote copying Beyonce because she had a, a marching band or something in her um, one of her videos, and that was like in Beyonce's Homecoming. And true Swifties, that's what Taylor Swift fans call themselves, like, will know that she's had marching band in her videos since. She has had marching band, yeah. yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying Beyonce stole from Taylor, but I'm just saying it's not as simple as that. Well, also, like, Beyonce had- didn't have a marching band. She had, she had like an inspiration from the Black Panthers. They're totally different. Yeah, it's totally, exactly. It's totally different. But it's- I mean, she gets criticized for even things that she doesn't do. It's just, it's funny that like there's this comparison here because I feel like in real life, I, they're probably friends. I like to imagine them friends and then being like, in, like inspired, not, not inspired, but like they like respect each other and all these things. So why, why do we have to pick? They, I mean, they like, are why do we have to pick? We don't have to pick. You guys, Beyonce you can love so both of them. Well, you can not like both of them. Beyonce was so gracious with the whole Kanye thing where she was just like, oh my gosh. Like she looked mortified when he went and interrupted Taylor Swift. Yeah. So it's like talented, talent recognizes talent, you know? Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck are we to criticize these people? <laughs> like, I can't do anything either one of them does. That's how, that's how I feel too. I'm like, I couldn't write that music. Yeah. I can't dance the way Beyonce dances. Definitely not. Definitely can't no. do that. So, well, neither so, can Taylor's character, Felicia. Neither, neither can Taylor. <laughs> Taylor Swift is not famous as a dancer. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just mm-hmm. looked up how much Julia Roberts did make for this movie. Okay, that was in my trivia. It's honestly obscene. Yeah. Um, which is three million dollars up front against three percent of the groups. 
So, wow, wow, wow. Someone had in her contract 3% of the gross. There's no way they could afford to give it. Unsung hero, Julia Roberts' agent. <laughs> I want to I wanna make it in my career. This movie made it. The a- way that Julia Roberts made it in her career. Well, she probably made it. In <laughs> Where you total- just have to show up and people are grateful. She probably made in total like nine or ten million dollars because this movie made like two hundred million dollars worldwide. Wow! Um, yes, it, it made an astonishing amount of money. Yeah, it made. Although, wow. I think everyone wanted another Love Actually. Well, yeah, that, and I think it, just all the stars. So it's like if someone was going to see a movie for Jamie Fox, if someone was going to see a movie for Julie Roberts, you know, everyone in that trailer, like there was someone for everyone. You know, Jessica Alba, Jessica Biel, like attractive women, the Taylors, Emma Roberts, yeah. like, all ages. And they and they weren't on to Gary Marshall's bullshit yet because, like, uh, his next movie they he did this multiple times. New Year's no, Eve. Oh, oh, New Year's Eve. Mother's New Day Year's... was real atrocity. New Year's yeah. Eve was bad, but Mother's Day was like. Why oh. do they keep doing this? Stop. Be- because they made money. Like New Year's Eve. Yeah. Like New Year's Eve still made one forty two against a fifty six. I mean, million dollar budget. So t- I told you guys I didn't hate this movie, but I when I finished watching, it, I was like. I feel nauseous. Like, I, I physically feel nauseous. And I think it's it's like I love seeing all the stars on everything, but it was like it's like my brain is mushy now. And I feel nauseous. And well, like Mary, you're saying it's because they just everything was so spelled out. I mean now I listen to this. Now I'm doing it. Now I'm doing it to our poor listeners. <laughs> well, you mentioned it was like a Costco cake. I would compare it to vanilla ice cream, where there's nothing really yeah. offensive here. Um, and also everybody's white for the most part. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I'm a little, I am impressed with them that they didn't put Jamie Foxx with Queen Latifah. That's what I thought they were going to do. <laughs> I no, but, th- but there's nothing terribly offensive, but I also thought even though it's from 2010, there was a lot of, and this happens if you watch Friends or How I Met Your Mother now, there's a lot of humor that even now just wouldn't fly. Oh, oh yeah. Let's talk about the race. Like even at the get-go, like the interview with the Asian florist, no, and then Ashton Kutcher just, was like super racist. Just gets him out of the way and takes over and promotes his own place. It was like oh that's God, like I'm super racist. Like holy yeah, shit! I, I, know, I was I like, I like, cr- I physically cringed and looked over at Ricky and was like, did that just happen? And when Jamie Fox is even like, fam, P H A M, not F A M, and I was like, what was the purpose of that? <laughs> and then when the guy was like just saying the same thing over and over again I was like that's like super insulting like I'm sure a florist who's like it doesn't like this this flower market looks really nice it seems like it's a I've never been to LA but it looked like it really exists and I'm sure if you're like a florist in this flower market you're actually like good at this stuff so like well, sure it must be an intelligent person i'm sure if you're a real florist in la you wouldn't be like you have a really thick accent i'm not gonna serve you like i just couldn't believe that and that was like played for laughs like, oh yeah it was yeah. like the guy was like i have no idea she goes well i'm from bulgaria i'm bulgarian but i'm american now yeah who else and speaks, it's like who's who english with a bulgarian accent I was like, what the hell? <laughs> that was so bad yeah. that was so bad but then the other guy goes like when the two of the two bulgarian accents or whatever walk out he goes all right go have your little bulgarian village yeah i don't know it was just, i was like oh my god i was like this is weird there was like a line from someone disabled at the airport for no oh yeah that time. was that was weird we were wondering like what was, was the point of that? so here's here's a question here's a question was that pro disability or making fun of disability i don't know the humor in this movie was so hit or miss it's honestly hard to tell 
It's also like low bearing fruit where it's like distasteful, like fart jokes. Yeah, and I, I, so fart jokes are funny. I agree with Steve. Like, I noticed watching it, like, almost everyone of like kind of importance to the plot was white. And then, like, you know, George Lopez and people that were more like sidekicks. Yeah. I mean, Gary Marshall kind of does just a lot of, I don't know, safer, safer kind of movies, like, I don't know. Pretty Pretty Women apparently was way way darker before he got his hooks into it. Yeah, really. Oh, he did Pretty Women. Yeah. Yeah. And then they did allude to it at the end, where he goes, "Oh, have you ever walked on?" When at the end, when the limo driver asked, "Have you ever shopped on rodeo?" She goes, "Oh yeah, regretted it." Yeah, or something like that. Even the stuff quote from Pretty Woman, and then that also felt like like that was I guess that was like an interesting illusion, but it was a little like two on the nose i know i mean i, I feel bad because i do like gary marshall and you know rest in peace he's since passed away he actually oh. was in never been kissed Talia. he's rickford the loud editor of the oh really yeah yeah so he's a funny guy he's like a mm-hmm. good guy i think he's a good i'm sure he's a good person but uh i don't like that he just recycled the pretty woman formula so much and you know even made runaway bride with the same stars like he just kept doing yeah. the same thing. yeah i mean some people just know how to make money and maybe maybe for him it's like i think sometimes when it comes to entertainment we have to distinguish between artists and businessmen and i feel like gary marshall is like businessman well he was he was clearly in his his salad days by this point yeah, um, yeah. since his, his last three movies were valentine's day new year's eve and mother's day so just just all paycheck movies um he just wanted to retire and and also probably you guys probably love these movies princess diaries oh i do Uh, oh i love uh, (laughs) okay i like the first one but the thing i read the book i'm gonna be that person i I read the books i would say everyone i've ever wanted to date has had some element of michael moskowitz in them like i see that i see that yeah. I love I love those movies, especially the first one. The second one was not good, but Chris Pine, you know, you can watch. Yeah, it. I mean, he's so. But so the books are completely, completely different. Yeah, they they're also like, so funny. And then I just feel like the humor got lost a little bit in the movies. Steve, you make a good point because Anne Hathaway's in it. Like, I wonder how many people were in this movie as a favor to Gary Marshall. Certainly Julia Roberts. I don't think she mm. would. I don't think she would have done that part for like any director. it's also interesting sorry to go back to julia roberts thing Hmm. so the three percent so there's this episode of planet money where they talked about how to make like a this i mean this i don't think this movie was low budget but they're like how to make low quality low budget films and one thing they'll do how they'll get high stars and somehow still be able to afford them is actually do a whole like we'll give you this much up front yeah or sometimes nothing up front but we'll give you a the percent whatever percent profit is we'll give you that so that's that way kind of point. yeah yeah it's how you can get these people but also like not shoot yourself in the foot by if you when you have a flop mm-hmm. no she uh, uh, at least according to the vulture article it's her jamie fox and there was one other person who oh, got a piece of the movie oh um, so the- so they, I mean, it's a people that are smart to put in their contract, but b probably people that have the star power to even put that. Yeah. In. Yeah, like if you're, you know, uh, 
I think Carter Jenkins. Hector Alizondo is in one of these movies. Like he can't negotiate that. Yeah. Um, Wait. So, Mary, who else do you think did it as a face? So we had Julia Roberts, well, Anne Hathaway. Now, now that Steve said Princess Diaries, I think Anne Hathaway for sure. Because I think at this point mm-hmm. she was still a pretty big star. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, already a pretty big star. Uh, Julia Roberts. What about um, Jessica Biel? Jessica Biel apparently mm. like big people auditioned for that role. Like Rachel yeah. McAdams for it really yeah jessica biel is not actually like a movie star like yeah she, and you know what, why that is she's a wannabe and you, yes mm. and i agree with that and you know why that is world according to jessica biel she's gotten a lot of flack for saying this i think it was in a glamour interview like 10 years ago about when this movie came out she says it's because she's too attractive which of course is like i i say it's because she can't act like yeah <laughs> Mar- yeah margot robbie gets plenty of roles like yeah yeah that's true well yeah i was actually when we were watching i was like what was that I, all i could think of jessica bielan was in seventh heaven yeah and then now i'm i'm remembering her in the um illusionist but it was such a tone-deaf thing to say and you know reporting i'm sure like it somehow got taken out of context or was part of a larger thing that she said and she was probably more trying to frame it like i'm too sexy and no one's taking me seriously <laughs> for the dramatic roles but what it got turned into was like the director wouldn't even look at me for other boylan girl and i'm too attractive and it's like well other boylan girl was natalie portman and scarlett johansson who i don't think anyone would say you know either of those actors yeah so she got a lot of heat because it was just like Jessica Biel thinks she's I, too- I will say I thought Kara's character was really funny, but a little in some ways a little offend- like did you also notice that the women oh, that were like it was totally misogynistic. Like if you're like Jessica Alba is like trying to prioritize her career. Women. And then of course, so this is like an issue. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Can, can I get a, can someone put it? Yeah, can I, can I preach for a second? Yeah. Okay, you make, you guys may have to like put me on a timer or something. You're like the rant myself. wheel like they do. Opposite, <laughs> opposite, I'm putting myself on you. No, I, you guys need to like put like 30 seconds on the clock or something. Okay. This is by no, no means a disrespect to like teachers at all. Actually, it's the opposite. I respect teachers so much. We don't pay them in enough and all these things, but, and and an issue though, I had training in my career as like, as someone who went to graduate school and became a doctor is that when I, well, when I was single and I'd go out and try and date people, as soon as they'd hear that I was like an ambitious career building person, they would just like get turned off. And I can't tell you how many relationships depends with, on, depends on the guy. with women I saw that like it didn't last because the guy was like, actually, now that I think about it, I want to have a, I want to marry someone who's going to be there at five o'clock and have a dinner ready and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then it was, it was actually insane how many of the guys, either my friends got dumped by, or I, I didn't even manage to get in a relationship to be dumped by any of these guys, um, actually ended up with teachers. But I just think that's really funny because in reality, teachers work so super hard. Yeah, so and like they're not respected enough and maybe their hours are better but I think it's kind of equivalent how what I kind of describe it as is the issue is not te- and actually I aspire to be a teacher in my own field um my mom was a teacher I really love it um well I'm not judging this is in no way again like any decisions what I'm giving a hard time to are the people who enter those relationships expecting these things. So you're, it's misogynistic towards the female teachers and it's misogynistic to the women 
who you think are more ambitious than those said teachers, but are not like they're, you can be equally ambitious. It's the people that are like, have this concept of being with these like women that they think will have more time for them or like have these nurturing personalities, but and it's like, I don't know, I'm just like so grossed out by it. And this movie totally emphasized that where it's like, so Ashton Kutcher's character ends up with the elementary school teacher. I know. And gets know. dumped by the ambitious career woman. No, you're right. And then why are we also assuming the, the teacher, the elementary school teacher isn't ambitious in her own ways. And then Jessica Biel seems very ambitious career woman. And then she's also this bitter neurotic single woman. Yeah, it's like totally misogynistic and like, Obviously, something I'd like to point out is the whole, the dog going with the Jessica Alba thing, dogs are attracted to nurturing people. So that's very telling that Jessica Alba probably has a very nurturing heart and they just made her look like the bad guy. I thought that was just supposed to be the knife in the back of the Ashton Kutcher character. Well, yeah, that probably was, but jokes on them because the dogs are attracted to nurturing people. And the only way the dog would choose her is if she was super nurturing towards him. And let me tell you, as a dog owner, they require so much work, (laughs) so much work that like, if you don't, it's just, she clearly is more than her career. Yeah, she's, she's... I don't know. I feel like I wasn't really ready for that rant. I feel like I could have done a little bit better. I hope no one no, I, does I, what the media probably does to Jessica Biel and other people and take out anything I said. Again, this no, is I like... Agree with a lot of what you said. I agree with a lot of what you said. I don't want to broad brush guys, but I'm sure if you go out enough in New York, particularly like Wall Street guys, yeah, they don't want to date a med student. That's how, how I imagine... It's like, it's... And actually, I remember one of my friends... I, I know this happened to two separate girl women, and one of them um one of mine and Mary's mutual friends she was with her college boyfriend and then she wanted to be uh, an ob guy at the time and then they were trying to make it work and then eventually he was just like I he was pushing her to do part-time he was like you know you're gonna do part-time eventually right and then um then I think eventually she realized like she didn't want to do part-time and then he he broke up with her and then he actually for him he didn't even we're using teachers as a concept, but in that case, he didn't even end up with a teacher. He ended up with like someone's nanny and like her, her, like this woman just wanted to like marry and have kids, which is like good for her. And actually, I don't know if she's really ready. To, I mean, that's a lot of work too, but it's like the thing was he wanted someone to take care of him. Oh, totally. I mean, it's about taking care of them. I, I, it's about, I, I actually see it. So the counter argument for the opposite situation so is like, that's the misogynistic side for like against women. But that I think this is equivalent to, to women the only date finance guys or only date guys that make money. So it's the same, like, this is like that version of it. Like, I'm not hating on the people that make money. Like, good for you. Good for you for making money. You're literally- I'm hating on the women that are only dating them for their money. So then there are men that only date women for their time. Same thing. You're literally- No, you're literally reading my mind. I have nothing. I have two points to add. One, I dated someone kind of like that too. I don't think they said part-time, but they said, could you do an easier specialty or more family-friendly specialty like peds? or something, you know, and it's like, well, we're not even married. We don't even have kids yet. Like, why are we, why am I planning my funeral before I'm dead? Um, that's, that's number one. Oh number two, the female equivalent is uh, very well summed up in an act by the comedian Taylor Tomlinson, where she says, you know, I want a guy who's going to support me in my career, but I don't want a guy who's not ambitious. So like, I don't want a guy who's like aiming to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of women. Yeah. Like they want a guy who's like, could be nurturing and could help out with children, but also, you know, maybe they do have a high paying job or they are ambitious in other ways. Yeah. 
and they're not like coming right out and saying, I want to be a stay-at-home dad versus I think there's just less societal um, pressure on women to not come out and like women to say that kind of. So, and I don't want to broad brush guys because some guys actually, I think do, are they're impressed by you being a doctor and that's kind of who you want to date. Yeah. It's just, Mm. it takes weeding. It takes, I, I guess I feel like I I, so to the guys the same way you feel when you go out there and you're like maybe well grad like this is you know I was in grad school you make like no money like a guy in grad school goes out and it's like oh, I'm in grad school I make like basically okay, this way they qualified for the 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 check from the government um and then the girls brush them off like that's how women in like really demanding careers feel yeah like I can't tell you, and it got to a point where I actually stopped telling guys I went, I'm in med school and started telling them I'm in grad school. And then they would just like assume I was getting my master's and was going to get like, I don't know. Then they, you know, they just like, I just let them make assumptions. So, which isn't good. I don't think the group should brush the guys off for getting a stimulus check if they themselves got a stimulus check. Right, right. What are you bringing to the relationship? Right. Um, That's ridiculous. And I'm saying like, that's wrong too. Like I judge, and I mean, Mary knows that I've given some of our like we've met women like that and like Mary knows that I've been like okay you need to give that like that's a good guy you don't need to brush him off because like he didn't come to Harvard or Yale or whatever there's like this whole stigma and I feel like though but I'm a woman we're talking about this movie and this movie I mean I can't imagine a forest makes a lot of money made Ashton Kutcher look really good made the doctor look really bad (laughs) and then this movie made the women with the career looked really bad and the um well here's my gripe with the movie the career was so important to her so important we never learned what it was yeah also <laughs> she was wearing really nice shoes were and i was kind of like damn what are the fancy shoes they were on the bachelor this week with the red on the bottom what yeah they're like i can't i can't remember. it's like christian but they're Louboutin. very fancy yeah she's high powered yeah she's high powered doesn't need junk food. and you know what i don't blame her for not wanting to tell her job because there's some jobs where it's it's you there's like a stigma we should have learned her job though if it was that no 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 not telling her job um that she was engaged sorry I didn't finish my sentence I don't blame her for not because I actually remember one of my really good friends when she was starting her OB-GYN rotation and where we went to school OB-GYN department was like super malignant like they got audited there's this whole like situation I won't say what institute that is um but (laughs) It was like really, it was like, it was like bad. Um, they got more mistreatment complaints than the surgery then, department. Yeah. The surgery department gets, it gets such a bad rep and I don't understand why. Whatever. I, I'm in the surgery department. So, so um, but anyways, so when she got engaged, she was actually like, I don't think I'm going to wear my ring. And her and her fiance had this whole talk and she was like, I love you, but I'm not, I, I'm obviously going to marry you. I'm not going to wear my ring for this rotation. And he who's in surgery agreed with her. He's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't wear your ring there because they're just going to give you such a hard time. I understand not wanting to wear the ring right away, but it was concerning that the first call she made was to work. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was concerning. Well, it was like, Oh, she's not into, and she actually, she had one of the better lines I thought in the movie. She was like, you don't want the better at You want the girl to wear. Yeah. It's something I'm confused by. So as I understand you, Steve, are, you're engaged, you're married? Yes, I'm married. I'm married to a doctor. Oh, okay. You're one of the so. good ones. Okay, there's some <laughs> weeding. Because I feel like some people would, some guy, there's a stereotype that like women need to date someone really smart or smarter than them. 
and for men, intelligence is not as much of a factor, but knowing Steve's wife, she is very intelligent and accomplished. So we cannot lump him into that category. Yeah, we can. I mean, okay, there's a we, there's a, there's a weeding. In the same way that there are gold diggers, there's time diggers. <laughs> I think all guys are fine wasting time. <laughs> um, so you have this, you have this like meadow of weeds and you flip, you go through it and then there is a beautiful flower named Steve. Thank you, Steve, for agreeing <laughs> I, to marry that, someone in our that tribe. That is way too much credit for me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that sentence was going there. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think I appreciate that, Steve. That you're like you're not because you're not in healthcare. So I feel like a lot of times what the women, female well, doctors I know, end up marrying other wrong. doctors. I because... be wrong, but I don't think I don't think Steve has only dated doctorates. It's just that he happens to be married. No, no, and, no, and no, she, no, not that. She's a doctor of of rocks. She is not a medical doctor. Just so you know. But, but no, but still, that's like it's really hard. Wait, what's her PhD in? Um uh seismology and geophysics really also cool. has a yeah my phd that's really cool mm -hmm. that is so cool that's so interesting mm -hmm. yeah now i'm thinking about the my favorite museum is the natural history museum and i only go out for the rock exhibit i don't really care about the other exhibits i love i love that museum. i used to collect do i tell your wife i used that one of the people we talked to I used to collect rocks when she was a kid but i can't name any of them <laughs> neither can she so they were <laughs> I mean, she she's not a geologist, but she she gets annoyed because some people will bring rocks uh, to her and ask her, "What is this?" And she goes, "A rock." So <laughs> I don't know. I, at, at least, I kind of conflated it into, with geology myself because I don't know. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. Like my PhD is in drug discovery, but I don't know every. I don't actually know every drug ever. It's just yeah. like I know how to determine the mechanism of action of a drug but like that doesn't mean if you give me the name of a drug i'm going to know what it does so back a lot to of times that, actually won't what were you going to ask steve Helia? i forgot probably wasn't important <laughs> anyway you guys clearly this move this that whole like thing with the like ambitious woman thing um oh i was just gonna say you know what like steve thanks for giving hope to your to your gender <laughs> and well, I, not being intimidated by an ambitious intelligent woman no no i never cared about that um, <laughs> no I, I will say i i think this movie does reflect the fact that it was directed by you know a guy who got his who got his start like writing episodes of i love lucy so uh, is that there is are that references to i love lucy yeah, his first writing credit is for the Jack Parr Tonight Show and the Joey Bishop Show, which you guys, I mean, we'll have to get Mary's dad back on here to talk about those probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. The Joey Bishop Show ran from 62 to 65. Wow. So, this is 2010. That's crazy. It's a long career. Yeah. And well, no one, called, every, people had Blackberries. Did you notice that in this movie? Everyone had Blackberries. I thought that really dated the movie. Yeah, the Blackberries. Yeah. Uh, oh, what I was going to say about this is, so Steve, you're married. Yes. When you proposed to your wife, who now we know is an ambitious career woman, <laughs> did you yeah, have like knows. any doubt that she was going to say yes? Um, not especially, but we had been living together for. Oh, like, so you like, like knew you were like you knew you guys were going to be married. Yeah, like I had suspicions. Yeah, like, like you're like, 
I, I also figured if if things were not going well, she would have broken up with me. Like, yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't so. be at a point where you'd be like proposing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So. so my my thing is how why did he think why did he think this was the time to propose goes, goes to her? Back to, goes back to the I'm glad you asked that. Goes back to the line the dad told him. I, I don't think this is good advice at all. No, that is not good advice. Terrible advice. If you're dating a girl or someone, I don't want to gender it. You're dating someone who's too good for you. Marry them. So I think he was like, in some ways, correctly assessed that she was, you know, quote unquote, out of his league, and was like, how can I make this happen? How, you know, and she didn't say no. I mean, she said yes at first. So he wasn't like totally out to lunch. Everyone else was very surprised, but she did say yes at first. I think he got caught up in the romance of it. And like, I mean, I say that obviously I'm, I'm a co-host of a rom-com podcast. I love romance. I yeah. Love <laughs> but that it doesn't, it's necessary, but not sufficient. So I think romance is necessary, but you can't just have romance, right? So you need like, I mean, they, they at some, like, did they never have that conversation? Like she seemed really surprised. I the, she impl- seemed, the implication to me, I mean, maybe she slept over, maybe they didn't even live, right? or I guess they did live together. It looks like they lived together. Um, but it, my sense was I, they did not date for that long because she just seemed so surprised. Yeah, I, I didn't get I the think, impression. And everyone else was like, Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like think, no one was he, surprised that they think, broke up. I think he proposed to her because it was in the script. Like I <laughs> like that's a good I, point. <laughs> like I, I feel like like none of these relationships are all that developed because I, no. I mean, I, I did the math 124 minutes. Yeah. There are 18 people who oh get God. like the star building, star billing on this. So that's 6.8 minutes each, or, or they're, they're in couples roughly. It's 14, yeah. 14 minutes per couple, which that's, that's, I joked about it this being a sitcom like that's less yeah. than an episode of a sitcom for each one of them yeah that's each one of these could be like a sitcom it's overstuffed and i would say you know love actually yeah it did have fewer characters but it still had a fairly robust cast but it was and you quality cared, you cared so much more about each mm-hmm. of them and you felt like you got to know each of them and they were sort of quirky and i felt like you know i agree with um the roger there was a lot that was left unsaid and most but of you them, could like, still sense it yeah, even though we could name their character names, I don't think we could tell you anything much about the character. Like, every, most people didn't get past, oh, that's Anne Hathaway. Oh, that's Topher Grace. Oh, that's whoever. Like, that's just what yeah. watching it. I guess with Anne Hathaway, it's like we know basically what she spelled out to us, which is she was a poetry major with a lot of debt and now moonlights as a phone sex person, which actually, can we talk about for a second how good she is at it? She's so good at <laughs> She's like really good at it. Especially when she goes, that's to be done. Really all right. Yeah. <laughs> she's put in the script, I think, to probably show off her accents because she was so good. She was really good. And then I kind of like how Queen Latifah went like, all right, I'm going to like kind of respected too. her for it yeah. when she got. Um, Should yeah, we be I mean, calling her know. Annie, by the way? Doesn't she want to be Oh, yeah. Annie she wants to go by Annie. Annie. I just, I did it for my sad card. There's some reason she went by Anne, but she's like, I, I think she, she said that she like thought she had to put her legal name down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. It's funny because like 10 years ago, she was on an ESPN podcast with someone she's friends with, Dave Jacoby, and he just kept calling he's her Annie. With him? Yeah. She kept I calling him, him Annie the whole time. Oh my God. Uh, he was so good on Right Reasons. Oh my God. I love yeah. Dave Jacoby. That's so funny. Uh, They're friends. 
yeah, apparently David Jacoby's wife is involved in the, in the Hollywood industry. And mm. like she and Annie Hathaway were roommates, something like that. Oh my God. I feel like Anne Hathaway is like the female Kevin Bacon of Hollywood. I feel like everyone has a weird connection to her. I knew someone in med school, at a different med school, um, uh, a couple years older than Halia and me, but uh, he was at Columbia and he like had dated her. Like they went to the same high school in New Jersey. Yeah, it was like a psych resident, some gossip on the pod. But yeah, I mean, I I was about to ask you if it was who I thought it was going to psych resident. I was like, no, no. Imagine dating Anne Hathaway. I mean, everyone would be downhill from there. Like, oh man she's married now i don't think she's she's not married to like a star right no he's like an average um i don't think he's average a show. you know what the new hollywood uh wait you know what you're right he's like the Kevin because one of my high school teachers went to high school with anne hathaway yeah so everyone's connected to her in some way because she had a normal life i don't think she was a star until kind of later i think people hate her less now than they did 10 years ago yeah. but like i don't know why everyone like hates on her and then there's this buzzfeed article that came out like everyone likes to hate on her and then showed like all these reasons like, why we shouldn't like, I feel like if we pulled people on the street i don't think that many people hated on her i think it was like the internet hated on her and it was a vocal minority and i think they hate on her for the same reason people hate on um what's her name leah michelle from glee like she just seemed like a tryhard theater kid to me that was the vibe mm-hmm. so i think it's also sometimes when people just seem too per- it's like too perfect we're just like yeah, and we're not so relatable like, oh. like she doesn't make herself relatable and it's like right. but why does she have to right so that turned people off but i'm sure she's actually a wonderful person and then i'm glad you asked about her husband because i don't know what he does but i suspect he does the same thing that like drew barrymore's ex-husband does and that emma stone's boyfriend or husband now does it seems like the new hollywood actress kind of occupation of their partner is like artsy guy but like not in hollywood <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of the, there's a lot of those uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence, I think she's like married to an art gallery art curator. Oh, so it's like someone who like can get the field in the it's sense like, like that like their brain works the same way in regards to art. Creative, but, but no. Yeah. Uh, Anne Hathaway's husband is Adam Schulman. What does he a, do? A jewelry designer. Ooh. Ooh. It's definitely not Hollywood. He kinda he kinda looks a little Ryan Reynolds y to me. Like mm. My sister but, but um, knows older. someone who looks like him. I forget who it was, but she was like, oh, he looks like Anne Hathaway's husband. Now I'm blanking. <laughs> um, um, wait, so who, so, okay. So Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace, what did you guys think of their story? Uh, uh, not a very believable couple unless, you know, they had been dating for two weeks. So let's see if they make it. Yeah, how did they, I guess they met at work and then there were two together two weeks. And then how did, like, uh, I don't know I, I it was just kind of like okay cool she does this he walks in on her doing that freaks out at it there's like a okay my thought is that Topher Grace has a great agent because he he's opposite her in this movie and isn't he opposite like Scarlett Johansson and uh yeah it's like in, all in the family or something with Dennis Quaid in good company I want to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he he has a great agent, but yeah. otherwise, what else has he Scarlett been in? He hasn't been in anything recently. Hmm? Also, Scarlett Johansson, and he's just not that into you. Oh, was he? He's just not that into you. Yeah. I think he was. I think he was. I think that was Topher Grace. Oh my god! No, no that was, was Bradley Cooper. No, it was Kevin Connolly. <laughs> but they're both kind of like short guy energy. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying energy because I don't know if Topher Grace is actually short. No, he's 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 shorter than Donna all the time, and Laura Prepon is you know a, a solid Donna. solid six feet. 
yeah. gives off he gives off short guy energy. He does. So I'm mixing him up with Kevin Connolly. Um, but I, do, I just yes. every time I see Topher Grace and something, you just can't unsee that seventy show. Mm-hmm. I've Which never seen like, it. Oh, I love that seventy show actually. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and I, I can I, sense that he's probably a good actor. Um, like he's really good at playing kind of like a bad guy in one of the Spider-Man movies. It's just that that movie was a flop. Good in, um, did you guys see Take Me Home Tonight? It's with like Anna Faris and Chris Pratt. I think it's actually how they met. Um, yeah, I saw that. I didn't love it, but I liked yeah, him I didn't in love it. it either. But I think he's good in it. Like I think he can act. But yeah, I I thought that they were I they were definitely not even my top five favorite storylines. But I thought that they captured a good thing, which is like a real thing. Is like a couple that hasn't been dating that long, and then they hit Valentine's Day. Like it's like, yeah. what do you do? You acknowledge it? Do you not? Do you do something? Do you like avoid the whole scene? And they kind of like start to do that, and they're like, okay, let's go. And then the restaurant like was horrible, as Valentine's Day restaurant reservations often are. Um, and I thought that was I, one thing. I thought that was cute was how she was like I just like simple like when he was trying to figure out what to do for Valentine's and she's like I just like simple and I thought that was cute I think in some way they were probably the most like realistic relationship a young like he's 25 so he references being 25 I'm guessing she's around the same age and then they're just like trying to make ends meet like he's in the mail room she's like a substitute receptionist moonlighting as like a phone sex well, operator well, 25 though i would say both look older than 25 they do look older than 10, 25 yeah, yeah. The and then like they, he goes takes her to this like fancy dinner but then it's like like i the, the cutest thing they do is like like the polaroid camera thing and he makes her a card and it's just like it's it was cute okay. i'm like that's you're cute you're getting you're getting ahead of me because I mean, obviously i'm not gonna nitpick like nothing about the movie is realistic but <laughs> one, one thing that i thought was unrealistic how weird would it be if you guys were dating someone for two weeks and then you woke up to them taking Polaroids of you? Like, I thought, <laughs> yeah. I was the like, only way that would not be weird is if you were as fucking attractive as Anne Hathaway is. Okay, but like all these people- That's the only like, way. If it was like someone remote, like you're like not sure about and it's like not that attractive and they did that, you'd be like, this is creepy. We're going back to the only friends Ashton Kutcher thing. Of course, like they're all movie stars. So they're all really attractive. But I just thought that was so weird. And I was like, oh my God, I would be so turned off if it, someone just started taking Polaroids of me while I'm like trying to sleep in. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's cute. By the way, it's somewhat surprisingly, maybe this this movie was written by a woman. Oh, really? Wait, I am shocked. I was going to say it's so misogynistic. I know it was written by a man without looking it up, but it was written by a woman. Really? all right well they must have like made her make changes to the script or something i I feel like yeah like who knows what happens once it once it got there in the hands of the the actors and the director but yeah Yeah. um i know mindy kaling when she so she wrote a show based off of her and her best friends like life in new york city when they first moved there um before she made it on the office and she said when they saw the pilot being made, um, they changed so much about it. She was like, my character got replaced by this really beautiful, tall Indian yeah, actress. And then, and then I was like, that's not me. Was, even her friend who was very beautiful, they didn't let her play herself. Yeah. Like Everything is kind of... It was just like... I'm shocked it was written by women. I thought much of this movie was very misogynistic. And uh, yeah, I mean, everything Helia said, it's like you're either sort of the sweet, nurturing school teacher or you're like this high-powered, bitchy career mm. woman and you couldn't it's- really... So I, I tried to research it a little bit. The thing is, it was written by someone named Catherine Fugit. Um, 
her I mean, Wiki- women can be sexist too. Yeah, her her Wikipedia page though is clearly like she wrote some of this or her agent did. Wait, like, why? Just because there is there is far too much like, um, it, it's not written in a professional way. Like, oh, like no. it it has a lot about like Fugit will make her feature directorial debut on the movie Christy Martin based on her script. Like that's just in there. Like mm-hmm. Fugit is a frequent guest on the Stephanie Miller show. So wait, so how? But if she's a writer. Why is this poorly like written? Because like a- you you think if she wrote this, it would be well written. Well, it also seems like a weird thing. Like those don't even seem like legitimate flexes. Like, it just seems like a weird thing to put in there. No, I'm it's confused. there's a lot in there. Like, <laughs> I'm confused. Pers- okay, personal life. She's so- never been married. She's been linked with both men and women. Like oh, what? Okay. All right. So maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe she thinks maybe she she's an ambitious woman who wants to date an unambitious mm-hmm. woman. And, and also, there there's something to be said that, um, you know, she may have really been dumbing things down here to get this movie picked up, or oh, yeah. like, or you know, the the cream doesn't always rise to the top in Hollywood. That's why they famously have the Hollywood blacklist and when they yeah. when they manage to make those movies they all seem to win Oscars so yeah, yeah. or like just be really good I mean I think Easy A was on there and it's like really good scripts that just don't get made mm-hmm. oh. yeah other other credits for her include The Prince and Me which I have not heard of oh um, is that the one with um Julia Stiles Julia Stiles yeah, I, I wanted uh, to watch that yeah. it's uh, the film focuses on Paige Morgan, a pre-med college student. So you guys can rip ah. it apart, I'm sure. For- yeah, she's Julia Styles is pre-med, and the, the she prince, becomes a princess. I saw when I was little. The prince is like doing an exchange semester or something. It'd be like if mm. you know Prince William went to NYU for a semester and fell in love with the pre-med. That's basically the plot. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kate uh, Middleton's not a pre-med. Not very good though. She's, I mean, she was like a model. Even Valentine's Day, I didn't think it was bad, but I did see it in theaters when it first came out. And the theater was packed, so I'm not surprised it did well. Mm-hmm. But I think it says something that I like bad rom-coms, and I haven't seen it or rented it once since I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Usually, she's... even if I like it a little bit, like I'll watch it again or I'll, you know, think about it. I think I'd probably watch the Taylor Swift scene in the interim, but not the actual movie. What do you guys uh, think about the um, Edgar and Estelle story like that? I think... I. I start off really cute, like, you know, the, I, kind of the whole simple thing, like he, the gift they give each other is like cute and simple, like it's a perfume bottle, they're like in love, they're about to renew their vows, and then it comes out, like she tells him the day yeah. of that, like many years ago, she had an affair. I, um, I, I thought it was like, just kind of weird, kind of out of place with the rest of this movie, me too. which is, which is mostly light hijinks, and then it's yeah, like, it's yeah, and then I was like, oh, this is, this is too heavy. This is like, yeah. this I, is a I'm, ninety minute indie movie yes. that somehow got thrown <laughs> into this one. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like it almost like if I wish, yeah, it could have been its own movie. Yeah, I feel like it kind of like they could have teased it out longer, like int- introduced it at the beginning and then kind of teased it out a little bit longer. Where it kind of is like you just see Edgar that like, go to the movie, sit with Topher Grace. You don't even see any Edgar tell Topher what happened or like have the realization. It's just Estelle shows up and it's like yeah. you have to love, like you have to love me because I had it, which is essentially what she says. Like you have to love them not just for the parts that are easy to like, but the parts that aren't easy to like. It's like. 
I don't I, I get what she was trying to say which is like we have to work through this like we're not so old that we can't work through this and but it was like wrong choice of words maybe no I agree with Steve about just like you know the movie should know what it is and if you're going to be lighthearted, like commit to being lighthearted. if you're going to attack something like heavy emotional material do that but the, maybe something better was if she was like actually I wasn't a virgin when we met that's what I thought that would have been funny that's why I thought I was going I thought she was going to say I did sleep with someone before you but then I met you and you're the love of my life and it went another way which was that the and then his whole thing is like my whole life I thought I was your first and I wasn't your first and it would have been just like a really funny thing yeah I just yeah. thought it got a little bit too you know I mean again um I'm fine with it being lighthearted all the way through but or even if we just if they wanted to expand upon their plot other than them just giving each other a gift just being like watching them renew their like maybe they were renewing their vows that day and watching them plan that like I think that would have been fine the movie wasn't like good enough to kind of you have to sort of earn the right to tell a story like that and and they didn't and I just felt like it was fine (laughs) I feel like like maybe Shirley MacLaine also was like I don't want to be in this movie for more than two scenes She's, yeah, she's also a legitimately big star. But I just, it felt like it was flying a little too close to the sun. Like, it just was like, mm, too ambitious. She did. My favorite, she, so Estelle probably was, like, one of my favorite characters. Because when she, like, walks in into this movie theater with this, like, glug, he's like, oh, if you had any doubts of her being a Hollywood actress. Like, she comes in with this, like, glamorous, like, with her sleeves. So it's like, Edgar, Edgar, through this, like, cemetery. And I thought it was like, it was really cute when they like kissed in front of the screen and it's like, that's her on the screen. And like, I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of cute. But it was- again, it's just like, it's like, well, like there, it, it's like they had, it, they had these like image, they had these like scenes, like, like someone writing this or sitting down was like, I have this image of this older couple embracing in front of a screen where one of them is yeah. young in the screen behind and then they just stopped there. And the key, the key they didn't like they didn't like expand upon how did they I get like there. They, they were like, oh, just rushed getting there. But they just like I, had this scene in mind. And I feel like I, I agree with you with like older couple because it felt a little bit like they were checking the box of like we've got kids, we've got teens, we've got attractive, mostly attractive young adults, and then really old adults. Well, Mary, it's interesting you say that because like they're they're trying to check off these boxes, but at the same time. Like, in a way that Love actually explored how love shows itself in many different ways. This was all romantic. This wasn't. This wasn't. This was, like, it was only romantic love. It didn't really show. But still, yeah, it was all romantic. But, like, you know, that's, that's, you can't, like, now Galentine's Day is a thing. And, like, and I don't know. The whole. This wasn't a a pre-Galentine's Day world. I bet this was. No, it's. It's just, I mean, I guess Parks and Rec did like popularize Valentine's Day. But I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm not one thing. As much as I like this movie, I won't forgive it for 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 making the stereotype of the yeah. bitter woman on well, Valentine's me, Day. Like it perpetuated. This. It perpetuated a stereotype. Let me say this: it would have been a nice opportunity for the party that Kara, Jessica Biel, whatever throws to be like you know, this is like, you know, women kind of just having a girl's night and not needing, a- instead it was just like for them to bitch about all the guys. That yeah. Just, again, I'm And they all show up after their dates. Fail. It could have been something, you were, another way, direction that could have gone that I would have supported more. Um, like maybe it's like women that are like, oh, we're actually, it's a group of women that actually decide to um, put pause on their date nights with their significant others to devote some, time to love their best friends and then that's like also opens up the door showing like love can also be friendships 
Yeah, and I mean, even before Jessica Biel's character is introduced, I mean, you're not really supposed to like this woman. Jennifer Garner, the scene where she's in Patrick Dempsey's bed and she's just like, oh, my crazy neurotic friend. It's like, you wouldn't talk about your single friend that way. Yeah. I don't know. And she's like, and it's really depressing. I mean, it was kind of, I did, like I said, I love Jennifer Gardner. She is a sunshine. And I think she did something, she she did the character really well. And I did like when she showed up, well, she the two show, like when she shows up to tell Patrick Dempsey off. Yeah. But, but I think she did that so well. That was funny. And I, that was really funny. I liked that scene. And I kind of liked when she showed up and she tells Kara like he's married, drops the bag and, gra- and then Kara gives her the bat. And I was like, that is, if that's not a best friend thing moment, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, that was an awesome was best like, friend moment. But, they, but then you blink and you miss it. You blink and you miss it. Not only that, but she didn't come to the party until Patrick Dempsey turned out to be the worst guy in the world. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she literally had Ashton Kutcher say, you know he's married. And she kind of did. And she still goes on the plane. Like, it didn't, you know, I mean, I don't but know. But then did she? Because then she's still in L.A.? Because I'm confused. Like, so she should get on the plane and fly back? Why does he have his own condo? I think she kind of knew. Yeah. She must have known. Right? I don't know. It's like when you Sometimes just- maybe she's like the type of person who's like, I'm gonna, I'm willing to, um, like, it's like, it's like, if, as long as I don't de- dig, I don't have to, like how he's like, the guy was gay. Yeah. I mean, I think there was some things about it, you know, like McDreamy, like he was kind of almost poking fun at McDreamy. There were some things about him that were too good to be true, but it was like, she wasn't going to, try to find out on valentine's she's like oh you're so perfect like all these things and the nurses when she went and asked the nurses they didn't seem surprised um yeah yeah but i did like how she handled that but i think it would have been nice as and i'm like you know as a woman in a serious relationship with women at variety at various stages of romance in their own personal lives like I would have appreciated a scene, as much as I appreciate like a tender scene between a romantic couple, I also would have appreciated a scene that more like um, respected love, platonic love between women. Are you saying this doesn't pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> no, it does not pass the Bechdel I don't know. I, I didn't even look for it. I, does it pass the Bechdel test, Mary? It's a mini, I, I thought about it and initially thought no. But maybe there's a tiny scene where Queen Latifah and Anne Hathaway, it's like, okay, as long as you don't take calls over my calls. Okay. Barely though. I mean, I would say basically no. No But even, okay, so if it passes the Bechdel test, does that make it a feminist movie? No. 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 I think we're learning something here. Just because something passes a Bechdel test, necessary but not sufficient. I think Sharknado probably passes the Bechdel test. Twilight probably passes the Bechdel test. Doesn't mean anything. No, again, necessary but not sufficient. Yeah, it's just a benchmark. But yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of female and friendship is not celebrated in this movie. It's yet. not celebrated. And it's like, and it's almost like if you are, if you do show up for your female best friends, it's because some guy wronged you in some way. Yeah, that was my issue with it too. It's like, and the girls are he's like, oh, what about your new relationship and your old one? It's like, it was the same guy. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's like when the girls sing on Valentine's Day, like Jessica Biel, it's the sad thing where she's like shoveling candy. And then when Jamie Foxx does it, it's like kind of like he's just cool yeah. back waiting. And one thing I thought was like, it's not a movie with Jamie Foxx unless he plays piano in it somewhere. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> I did like, I did like that, that his and um, Jessica Biel's, I think of everyone in the movie, like they had the best chemistry. I was gonna say that too. I like. They had the best chemistry. Yeah, it was good. And like, and I thought the scene. I thought it was funny. Like, 
if it was going to be a sitcom episode as steve puts it like when he goes into her mm-hmm. office and she's just laying there crying her assistant is like she does this every year not christmas not new year's it's always <laughs> valentine's day not christmas you're not even at work i thought that was a dumb line um the taylors though really did date so do you think they had good chemistry oh yeah yeah no they had good chemistry mm-hmm. a few months too. after this movie yeah, after the movie. yeah. No, they, had, they had they had good chemistry yeah. um i like that's but yeah it's and I, I did like how they had this dinner and then they basically effect they effectively crashed an Indian wedding. Yeah. My question, here's a question. How did they know the choreography to all those dances? Because when I was at an Indian wedding and one of my friends was in the wedding and she was like, she had to practice a lot for those dance moves. Mm. Just putting that out there how did jessica beale suddenly know all these dance moves it is a movie like it's just all convenient you know why did the boyfriend, <laughs> why was the boyfriend the delivery boy who also knew the little girl that the little boy liked i mean they all had to be connected sort of somehow maybe it was jessica in the script. Has, maybe jessica beale has a lot of indian friends we know nothing about her after all we did. you know yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know anything about her. Maybe she went to Tufts. There was like a Tufts bear. Oh, yeah. Oh, I noticed that too. There's a lot of product placement. Did you guys notice this? No. The one that brings to mind is the is the um, the Southwest. Southwest definitely had like a... Well, the dad from 10 Things I Hate About You, he's a Southwest uh, guy. Uh, he was funny. He was funny. And um, and then there's that whole like, cliche where he's like... This when Ashton Kutcher's like, this woman is a sunshine and I have to get there. And he looks up at him and he's like, okay, now I'm convinced. Yeah, I, the airport stuff was kind of stupid, but it was a trope. But actually, it was a trope that wasn't because that wasn't it wasn't at the climax. He tried to make fun of it, yeah. Um, and then the security was like, Why are you walking around this hair? Like she was funny. I liked her. She's an unsung hero, protecting him from athlete's foot. <laughs> yeah. Why are you walking around the airport bare feet? Don't you know how disgusting this is here? <laughs> You're probably no more disgusting than like walking around the airport. You're still touching stuff. Um, I mean, how, Steve, what do you think the best chemistry was? Who do you think had the best chemistry? Um, probably the Taylors. Um, mm. Like that, I don't know. That would be my, my pick. Um, I'm trying to look at the the list of couples here real quick. Wait, how um, many cu- wait, how many couples were in this movie? Mary, when you and I were texting during it, you brought up a good point. You don't even meet all the couples until an hour in. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, it's probably like 10 or 12. Well, if you how figure many do you think- there's there's 18 A-list stars building this divided by 2, that's like 9 roughly. Yeah, so so, it, so probably like 9 9 to 11 depending on you know whether you consider the little kid to be exactly. a couple or exactly yeah so like 10 um i liked the taylors though i think actually my favorite scene was the, t- the taylor scene mm-hmm. they're, when they're being interviewed they're really cute it was really cute and it was kind of funny and it just the spitwad story was like kind of the stupid thing that you would be impressed by <laughs> if you were in 11th grade and i just thought she was really funny in it and really good yeah and was too they both were I'm not as big of a fan of Taylor Swift as you are, and I agree. I think that was probably my favorite. Yeah. Like when she, wait, especially when she's in an elevator with Jennifer Gardner, and she was like, oh, "Tell me to look out the window," and he wasn't there, and then this yeah. big bear was there. She carries the bear around with her everywhere. Well, I thought that was really funny too, because one of my favorite lines in the movie, and something that I, I'm going to butcher it, so let me pull it up. So I, um, 
get it. Get it Wait, what about the 13? How she's like, I put your lucky number on the back of the your tank yeah, top. Like, That's your lucky. So also Taylor Swift. And she it. has it on her hand. She went through a phase for a few years where when she performed in concert, she wrote 13 like that on her hand. So basically so, she's like, but I thought 13 an unlucky number. So I'm also like, why? Is- for her, it's lucky. I think it's her birthday or something. But also um, for a lot of people, it's lucky, actually. For my family, it's lucky. Like my grandparents. Um, oh. uh, I don't husband. like prime numbers. I'm a turning into a prime number this year. And I'm very anxious <laughs> yeah, about no, it. Yeah, a, a lot of people in my family either got married on the 13th or, for, or um, like lived on the 13th, like for a dress. So it's in some places that some people consider it lucky. But the bear thing was funny because it made me think of what George Lopez said. I apologize. I can't remember his character's name. Um, but like when... Uh, McSteamy is like, you know, why people have to pay to send flowers and get them at work. And George Lopez says to some people, love doesn't exist unless you acknowledge it in front of other people. And I think, you know, this was kind of before social media was what it is now, but it's always been true. Yeah. I mean, you know, sure. why did she, why did she have public bring, proposals, public proposals? Why did she have to bring the bear to school and then carry the bear around all day? It was like a million times bigger than her and sent to her house, you know, like. I think that is something people do. You know, you want to get the flowers at work so everyone can see that you got flowers at work and like, oh, you have a good boyfriend. He sent you these roses or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I think there was some truth to that. Wait, can we talk about the fact that Taylor Lautner says, I when she asks him to put on the tank top and he yeah. says, I don't feel comfortable taking mm-hmm. off my shirt in public. She's going that famous. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, did you guys see the movie that made fun of twilight where she, <laughs> there's a scene where the actor that's supposed to be making fun of taylor lautner keeps taking off his shirt and she goes why do you keep taking off? he goes oh my contract says i have to take off my uh, shirt every five minutes i don't think taylor lautner was the one who's like i want to have to eat a million chicken breasts a day and take off my shirt it's just the way the twilight movies were written he's like shirtless a lot like i'm sure it's not you know, I'm sure he'd rather be taken seriously, and he has not had a career, you know, I'd save all the people in this movie, he definitely is way Robert less- Pattinson has successfully, I think, broken away he, from- But he went the indie route, I mean, I don't think he stopped doing these tentpole films, but yeah, I mean, Taylor Lautner, and then to some degree, I guess, um, Carter Jenkins, uh, guys in my high school would not look that jacked, I was like, mm, <laughs> six o'clock, and this guy's a virgin, I don't know. Wait, okay, one couple we haven't talked about yet is um, Emma Roberts- his character and her yeah. boyfriend Alex and like you were actually another one of my favorite couples yeah I like that one I um, like that one a lot I liked her character a lot yeah like and Emma Roberts is just generally good in things I think yeah. because they didn't give her a lot to do and she <laughs> I thought made some smart choices she seemed like you know very reasonable like a real teenager she didn't seem like you know a teenager in a movie and you know she didn't quite come out and say this but she almost implies like they're probably going to break she, up because they're going to school yeah. in different cities yeah she's like i'm going to yale she's, she's 29 now so she would have been like an actual teenager yeah yeah and she seemed like it and i i i thought their relationship was really good and i liked how you know she was the one who was like we shouldn't have to force it and then he kind of immediately is like it's not really a conflict like he's like yeah you know you're right and they're just they're very like no drama couple i like them all. yeah mm-hmm. i like her beetle she drove around in yeah yeah i i mean i i liked it but it was also like that's been the plot of benny a movie already yeah like nothing that supports, original that supports a whole movie and in this one it's like 15 minutes at most True. like True. so i i will say she was in um this movie holiday recently oh which, that it was so- <laughs> 
I saw I, it I, I kind of liked it. Um, what? Just, yeah, it was not. It, it, it. I mean, it's a Netflix film, and it has the I same thought, problem. I thought, kiss, I thought Kissing Booth was better. Oh, jeez, no, yeah. no. Holiday is an actual movie that I would watch. Wow. wow. Started off strong in the trailer. Seems like it's better than mm-hmm. like it's going to be better than it is because all the funny moments are in the trailer. Yeah. The first, first 10 minutes I thought were solid. Like the scene where she's, you know, coming home for the holidays, I think was funny. But then it just gets so cheap and ridiculous. Oh my God. I cannot believe I finished. Wait, what was the movie she was in though that she's in a mental hospital? Oh, it's kind of a funny story. Yeah. That was based she's on a book. so good was, in that. The book was better, but she's been, in, I think, she's, I guess she's, she's good. a really good actress. She's a really good actress. Yeah. She looks like Julie Roberts too. Like, she does. Yeah. She's like, she uh. looks short. Yeah, um, yeah, I like her a lot. I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't the new one. Like a lot of these plots are kind of tropey and have been done before. I think. Man, there's she... nothing original in this movie. I think that's what we can agree on. Yeah, I can't. There's like nothing like, original oh. about this movie. Holiday, though, I not like it at all. I will say, there's some like I appreciate as a Persian. I appreciate the references to Rumi. And in, some, in the way that in Love Actually, uh, Mr. Bean was a little bit the Cupid. I felt like George yeah. Lopez was a little bit of the Cupid. Yeah, he was. Right? Dude. He, like, had the van that, like, um, Sean Jackson crashed into. Yeah. Additionally, I did not see that direction that Sean Jackson was going to come out. And I also appreciated that we had Jamie Foxx, who, like, a Black man who stereotypically, like, also, he broke a stereotype by not being a homophobe because I feel like that's like a thing that sometimes like oh um like whatever anyways but then he like when they're doing the press conference Jamie Foxx is like all right back to your retirement <laughs> like are you retiring <laughs> and then that way it's kind of and it's it, I feel like that was a way of like supporting supporting like showing his support on him and being like can you clarify if you're gonna play football and then when it's like oh he's not retiring and he's gonna I think and then at the end when he says the thing and it's kind of like an interesting even even though we'd seen that like stereotype of handsome player, suave black guy who hates Valentine's Day and refuses to stay between Christmas yeah. and St. Patrick's Day, I kind of did appreciate. I think they did a creative route of showing him coming around to romance through the Sean Jackson story. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting take. Like if you take out his relationship with Jessica Biel out of it and just kept that bit like I would I would have I would have been happy because it's like and and Kathy Bates tell him Kathy Bates tells him that he's like look at you like you are romantic but nobody even knows about Eric or um Sean Jackson's uh boyfriend like they just yeah yeah I guess they had broken up though because Holden tells him like I'm newly single and it's like but then it's interesting because he says it was me and I guess it's that he um told him like I can't keep this a secret anymore yeah, it, was, it was me because he kept him a secret i mean it's like he probably forced him to break up with him himself. yeah um, but then it seems like and then when he shows up but so this is all in a span of the day how did holden see the press conference if I, he was I'm on the, the plane the whole time <laughs> i'm Maybe so confused he was in that airport shuttle line probably with the hoi polloi waiting for a car oh i guess because he gave his limo to julia roberts yeah um the the timing in this movie makes no sense like that's a pretty common movie thing you know i mean she's like 
she's gonna have sex with him over lunch and then she's like at a soccer game and then she's like nannying and it's still light out like it makes no sense makes no sense i guess because love actually wasn't in a span of one day it was many five days weeks. Yeah, it, was it was like, like five, five weeks. weeks before christmas yeah which that was like you can do that you can like tell all these stories you can't tell all these stories in one day mm-hmm. what about did you guys ever see what's the movie love on the sidewalk of new york no. something? i wonder if because i think that was told in the span of a day hold on sidewalk. yeah i mean i guess they, they kind of force themselves to do that by calling it valentine's day um but i think it still could have been a better movie even over the course of the day just to have less couples spend more time with them like just develop the stories a little bit more like just i don't know it felt a little bit lacking. If, if they cut about half of the cast it would have been i feel like it would have been a better movie and yeah. it still would have sold like would, yeah who would, guys, who would you guys cut um Probably the the older couple, just because it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, Probably and ha- I would have cut out Topher Grace, mm-hmm. but I kind of liked Anne Hathaway's phone sex thing. I think it would have just been cool <laughs> if maybe they gave I, that to. I don't know. I think it makes sense to either lean into the the sports and management agent side of it, or lean into the the flowerist side of it yeah. the florist side of it yeah. like i feel like that's they kind could of have a just made a whole split. movie on ashton kutcher being a romantic florist that could have just been a movie on its own i would say if, if i had to i don't know this for sure but if i had to pick someone who had the most screen time it probably was ashton kutcher yeah and then yeah. maybe number two jennifer garner like those were like the central core i mean characters. it was like mm-hmm. you know how in love actually like even though you had like two main ones, they probably had equal screen time. Like a lot of it was pretty diffuse. You had a lot of side ones, but there wasn't like one single main one I felt in Love Actually. Yeah, and I would say maybe Hugh Grant because he's on the cover. But maybe, but- Yeah, you can make a case for any of them being the star. Yeah, um, but in this one, it's like very odd. It's basically Ashton Kutcher and Jen Gardner's story. Yeah, and then just like little little bits around it and people by, there. By being the florist, like Ashton Kutcher becomes a part of a lot of other threads, so it's just easy to have him in a lot of scenes. And how did he forget he the kids? Okay, he, I could not get over the fact that he forgot to deliver the kids his flower. Well, eventually he did. Yeah, um, but he forgot it during the day. If the kid didn't show up, which kind of made, which is maybe that just hit me hit me because that's how I feel every time I need a patient to get a CT scan. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't really his fault that the you know the car crash happened and then it got you know, like it would have been delivered otherwise. So I didn't have. Would it have? I mean, what about all those other flowers? What about all those other flowers? Maybe I'm being harsh on the kid here, but he didn't even pay for it. Like it was nice for him to deliver anything at all. You couldn't go into a flower shop on Valentine's Day and buy anything for thirteen dollars. You know, like it was cute, but I was like, this is like would never happen. <laughs> oh my God, Mary, you said that's harsh. That's like, he was like, he, and like Ashton Kutcher is like clearly so like he's gonna do help this kid out, but then he like yeah. doesn't, and it's like, dude, you can't be all talk and then talk about romance and then be like, this kid is so cute and then not deliver, and then it's like, yeah, I kind of really got worried about like when G- George Lopez as the truck opens and all those, I was like, oh my god, all those flowers that didn't get delivered, that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. It was a lot. I like had like a visceral like felt very anxious it was it was but I don't know I just like it just reminded me like how the kid had to show up at the flower store and be like what the fuck man that happened to me multiple times over the weekend where I ordered a CT scan for someone it wasn't getting done and I just had to show up down there and be like 
get this fucking scan done. <laughs> like, yeah, she's been waiting like, all day. Yeah, I mean, especially, he, you know, you pay for it or he paid something for it. He paid something um, for it. Even if he was like, I don't want to give him a $55 one. Actually, he ended up giving him like a really expensive one, right? The orchids. Yeah, the special one. But for being um, like the stars or whatever, I thought their partners, or the, you know, wrong for them people, Patrick Dempsey and Jessica Alba were barely in the movie, like barely. Mm-hmm. And then the last scene with them is like very sad. It's like she's walking along with the dog and he's like eating pizza alone in the condo. I, like, I didn't oh. feel bad for him because he's like a two-timer pig, but yeah, I did feel like, bad for Jessica Alba. Patrick Dempsey's interesting because, to me because it's like at a certain point in his career, he was still sometimes the wrong guy and now he basically never is. Um, but even in Sweet Home Alabama, like he's a nice, he's like a nice guy that just wasn't the one, like just wasn't as good as the other guy for Reese Witherspoon. But I don't know. I think they were trying to sort of play off his Grey's Anatomy character because he also is cheating oh, on, is. on his wife with Meredith. But it's like I thought he, they were separated. They're separated, and you know she cheated on him first, and it's a much more nuanced thing. And this is like he's just this cad. And I, I don't know. I, I just Ugh, I wanted- when you see him pull into his house and put on the wedding yeah. ring, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I don't really find what the big deal is with him, to be honest. Oh, my God, I totally disagree. I mean, I, if I saw if he was just like Joe Schmo and like I saw him on the bar, I'd be like, oh yeah, he's attractive. God. But by Hollywood standards. Oh, my like- God. Yeah. I, I, if I saw Patrick Dempsey, I'd probably like run after him street like i i i think john like john ham sure but like john ham is like he's but patrick dempsey's a totally different vibe i mean he played first of all he played that Grey's anatomy role so well he seems very nice like i don't know there's just a lot to like about him i think i think bradley like, cooper is anyone in this movie who would we pick oh sorry did you ask me and, yeah and both, any, any of us both you um, and, i'm asking both of you I think I would probably go with. Um, you can say Jennifer pro- Gardner. It's okay. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner. No, Jennifer Gardner is probably too old. Because um, I think she's in her. <laughs> I think she's in her mid forties now, isn't she? If I was a guy, I'd pick Jennifer Gardner. She's so cute. John Hollywood, Steve. I I think I'd probably go Emma Roberts. She's cute. She's like. She age. is like responsible. She drives that adorable Volkswagen. And I like how she's like not afraid to have that conversation with her boyfriend. No, I like how she tells her teacher, she, she was like, so I normally would at lunchtime, but I'm going to go have sex with my boyfriend. And the teacher's like, <laughs> I know, okay. The same reaction as the grandparents. They're just like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm also kind of thinking of them like present day where, oh, Je- Jennifer Oh, you're Carter, thinking of present day. You're thinking yeah. present day Emma Roberts, not 18-year-old Emma Roberts. Yeah, correct. Like you're thinking 29-year-old, um, age-appropriate for you, Emma yeah, Roberts. she's like 30 now, I think. Yeah, where it's like Jennifer Garner, I've now seen mostly on television commercials, like hawking, um, and, as the mom hawking credit cards. Yeah. Like, but what about, like that. so that's the actress, but what about the character? The, what the, character ooh. would you date? The oh, character... It, it probably it probably would be Jennifer Garner. It's just because she's a yeah. school teacher. Whereas I think most most of the other ones, I, I don't know. I just don't think I would be in their orbit as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't they don't make them out to be like. There, I, I, also... think, I think the the publicist the couple I really like the most in terms of I see being realistic is the sports publicist and a sports newscaster. That makes sense to me. 
Yeah, they travel in the same circles. They travel in the same circles. They probably would meet like a multiple. They like already knew each other. They like probably like the same things. Um, (laughs) That makes sense. I mean, Jennifer Garner's character is just like adorable. And when he describes her as sunshine, it's really cute. It's far more likely that she would end up with like an athlete because that happens all the time. Huh? Who would end up with an athlete? Like the the sports journalist. That, oh, oh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about Jennifer Gardner. Right? Gardner. I was like, how? Well, yeah. apparently, apparently, she knows one of her good friends is a is is it is one of her good friends? Is it Beal? That's her good friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. We both end up with athletes. Yeah, yeah. Mary, um, how about you? Who would you date? Um. Okay, so for just actor attractiveness you know if he's not gay bradley cooper like anyone, oh, yeah. else, yeah. anyone else is the wrong answer yeah and i heard but he's I, such a nice guy yeah i heard he's Any, such a nice guy anyone else is the wrong answer but actually i'm gonna kind of go with steve and say character i would date the the boyfriend of emma roberts he seemed like a nice guy oh that's so cute yeah i liked him that's really cute what about you bradley cooper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're right any other answer is wrong any other answer is wrong. It's wrong. Bradley Cooper. He's not even like physically my type, to be honest, but like. If we saw him in person, like we would probably pass him. He would become my type. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's, he's attractive. And then like character wise, because he's gay in this movie. And character wise, um, actually, I'm going to have to go with Reed, the florist. Oh, I, I like that for you. Yeah, I do love. So, um, listeners, if you're not aware, I actually love plants. Yeah, you do. I mean, he, so, like, even that, not like, aside, even if he wasn't the main characters, like, okay, like, let's say it was like George Lopez or like, you know, I kind of like. <laughs> maybe he's not that attractive, but it's like I like, I like the, I like plants a lot. Like the idea of being with, you know, a flower shop. My mom, like, she's she's like an amateur florist. She doesn't do it as a career. She's like does it for fun. I love flower shops. I love plants. When I need to pick me up, like, I go to Lowe's and I buy flowers. And then now we just recently discovered this adorable plant shop in Brooklyn where I sm- I like could easily spend a small fortune and actually once we're done recording I have to repot my plants that I bought yeah, I, I like um, so I love the idea of being with a florist I think that would be so cool he's also like super cheesy and romantic which I do love even though it obviously has gotten him in trouble um, <laughs> <laughs> by proposing to the wrong person just because it would be cute to propose on Valentine's Day no I like him and I like Emma Roberts for both of you guys and I thought they both had good lines like I liked you know I'm his nanny. I'm his florist. And like, yeah. Oh shit, he's in a van. Oh no. <laughs> that whole part was really funny. But um, so, so by yeah, the way, while we were while we were talking, like I clicked on Emma Roberts' IMDb. I had no clue she was so busy. As oh, I, I've seen a lot of her stuff. She's been in a ton. She's she, been, yeah. She has been in 24 things since 2010. Just movies. Holy shit. Not I counting I've seen TV shows. All of them. I'm a big Emma Roberts fan. Yeah, I mean, because she did a lot of indie movies. I mean, she did like Lime Life with Roy, Limelight with Roy Culkin. She did um, uh, kind of a funny story. She did like some other indie New York movies. She did this movie called Nerve with Dave Franco. I mean, she's been in a ton. She did something with James Franco. She works all the time. Oh, she's in We're the Millers. I forgot about that. Oh, that was really funny. That. She was in that. Yeah, she's funny and she can kind of play anything. She can play like this perfect good girl. She can play someone who's like, you know, has a lot of personal problems and is, you know, going through a lot. Like she's pretty good range, I would say. Yeah. 
Um, I really like her. I feel like if I was a guy, I would totally be crushing on her. Well, I think her um, husband, boyfriend, baby daddy, Garrett Hedlund, is so cute. And he, <laughs> oh, I she thought- has a baby? Yeah. And I Whoa. thought she, a- she was like a quarantine baby. Oh, guys, it's approaching her birthday. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> She's th- almost 30, probably, then. Um, but I thought he, he was someone who I thought was really cute in this movie called Country Strong with Gwyneth Paltrow that came out probably around the same time as this, 2010-ish. And I thought he was going to have a bigger career than he did. And I feel like now he's mostly known as Emma Roberts' baby daddy. Like, she's just so famous that anyone she dates is, like, <laughs> known by their link being associated to her, even though he is, a you know, an actor in his own right. Um, so speaking that- of people who, like, you, I, I don't really know how I made this. So he said something about Country Strong and then... Was Lee and Meeson in that? Lee and Meester? Yes. Wait, so do you know, so, talking, you know what I'm talking about? Garrett Hedlund. He's like very cute. Very let me good. see. Garrett Hedlund. But rock. so the reason I bring up Lee and Meester, this is the second time she's come up randomly up without lot. actually without actually being in any of the movies we're talking about. Is that she's she a singer? Because they definitely Yes. Okay, because so I have I I watch movies with captions. And then one one of the songs that they had playing. It like said like some song by Lee Lee and Meester. Oh, really? Which one? I don't even know. But I was like, wait a minute, Lee and Meester? She sings. She has real songs. She has real songs, like other than in Country Strong. She's, she's good in Country Strong. She's like a good singer. Oh. Huh. Kind of, I feel like I mean this is not fair comparison. Oh, he is cute. Yeah. Garrett Hedlund, he's cute. Her yes, her character in Country Strong. They're kind of trying to poke fun at Taylor Swift. Because when Taylor Swift first became famous, it was like, oh, she's not really country. She's more pop and da da da. So she, I think that's that why she mostly does pop now. She eventually, her career, I mean, I could talk a whole podcast on the evolution of her career. Um, but she crossed over, I would say, to pop fairly early on. And then Red was kind of like pop slash country. And then I would say solidly pop since 1989 on. Like the last few albums, if anything, they've been like folky, folk music over pop. But she basically has been pop, I would say, the more than the back half of her career so okay going back to the movie though it's interesting because i'm sitting here trying to think of like all right what couples have we talked about for a movie that's incredibly long takes forever yeah. took like you don't even meet all the characters till an hour in yeah. like when the airport scene happened i was like okay cool we must be approaching the end of the movie and i like pressed pause oh, for a reason or something <laughs> and i was like oh my god there's an hour left like what else is gonna happen no the airport is not <laughs> IMAX on like love actually it's but funny. I just I just thought that was funny because it like felt like I was like oh my god only an hour then, but of, like for because we're saying that there's like 18 people and there's nine couples and I'm and like I'm, I'm trying to list them off in my head right now but I'm also just like I can't remember them because no one's that I, memorable who's I memorable also, I sort of agree with it like Steve had said it's like too long and yet somehow long, long enough and that was my reaction <laughs> when it ended I was like wait was it, was it end like I, I couldn't tell yeah yeah it is like they end on this kiss but it's like i mean i did want them to be together like i was rooting for the two of them it was very awkward and abrupt to me i felt like it didn't tie up much because it's just like it's over well it's because it's i feel like like it should have gone on to the day after valentine's day and you know yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's what did you call it steve sitcom it's it's just yeah it's sitcom it's vignettes like which is fine if it's fine if you're doing This Is Spinal Tap or Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Like that, that those movies are just skits tied together. Right. Um, but for this, it's it's just madness. You get like ten minutes with each couple, <laughs> and then 
like it would they always ask on the rewatchables could you remake this as a netflix series this would be better as a tv series yeah like there's no way you would ever get these people to agree to like you know do a 10 you know series with one another but you know what any one of them you know what did do this modern love but each episode was its own cast. So yeah, yeah, focused, modern love. Like they focused on each story and just did a standalone episode for each story and filmed it. Yeah. I'm just saying what Steve is describing is modern love, which I do think is incredibly well done. And if you love, if you're these stories are romantic, like I'm. Modern love is like actually. Good oh, it's story. way better. It's well, they're based on real love stories. I mean, it's way better. But I'm just saying, like modern love does that, where it takes these like vignettes. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. And each one, it's like 20 minutes long. Like. Right. You know, you could have like the old couple, Edgar and Esther. Um, they're they could have been an episode of Modern Love. That's mm-hmm. better, point. better done. Yeah, and Modern Love had different kinds of love and all that. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Actually, Anne Hathaway was a Modern Love. She was. That was an interesting episode. I thought I love that episode. It was definitely interesting, but I think it did a great job showing like someone suffering of very severe untreated bipolar disorder. My favorite was probably either the one with Kristen Milioti, who's very good. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and Black Mirror. And then I love the Dev Patel one. He's also my celebrity crush. Yeah, that one's really cute. Um, I guess I just, like, really appreciated them showing, like, bipolar, like, a, like trying to find love when you also <laughs> suffer, like, a psychiatric disorder. Modern, hopefully nobody who hasn't seen Modern Love has um, listened to this podcast because we did spoil it a little bit. You don't know that she's... Oh yeah, you don't really. I mean, she like says it out. I I knew like within like minutes. I was just like, oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it was like it was like in minutes. I was like, oh, she has bipolar disorder. Duh. <laughs> yeah, few scenes, I think. Um, um, which I think it was like when she showed up to work wearing the sequin thing. I was just like, and then she said she was up all night. Good point. Yeah. Then point. I was like, oh, okay, this is like, where they're gonna go with that. It more stood out to me in retrospect than it did at the time. Um. I just think it's interesting because, you know, you see all these like inspirational quotes and like giving advice to women that are single or men that are single. And it's like, yeah. you can't love your, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. But it's like, how about people that actually suffer from like severe massive depressive disorder? Like, would you give that advice to them? Because they, is your point being that they're not going to love themselves or not? It's like, if that's a journey for them. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't really have an end. Des- are you saying that they're never going to be able to find love? Like relationships for them are going to look very different from relationships with people that don't have that in the same way that that'll also look different from relationship with someone with bipolar disorder. Yeah, you're right. And you're like, right. Um, like, and, and like, and the other thing is like, they have great treatment for bipolar disorder, but also those treatments aren't benign either. Like, it's yeah, like, I okay, think- like the person like is going to be like, that's not themselves. Like if when, they've talked to people that have come out of these manic episodes and they're like, that wasn't me. And then yeah. they, and then they're like on lithium for years and years and years. And then they enter renal failure. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what do you do then? Like now you have this per. It's like, it's not a, I don't know. I just like appreciated that episode. Anyway, we're not even talking about the movie, but Anne Hathaway did a great job <laughs> in it. Um, she's an amazing <laughs> actress. Okay, what do we want to say about Valentine's Day? I know it's I know is that we talk about a million other things instead of so like the kissing booth was easy to hate right yeah like it was really bad and this one it was just like boring it's just it's just meh it's fine it was also like they were trying it's easier to make fun of this felt very phoned in phoned in yeah yeah 
Bland. Like everyone, everyone just came in, got their half million, and and yeah. left. Like yeah. for the for the AA listers. So yeah, um, I'm just trying to remember. Like, was there any? Co- I'm sure there's a couple we didn't talk about, but like, do we even want to yeah, try? Let me just look at the cover because they're probably all on the cover of the movie, and I don't think so though. Because like we talked about um, Ashton Kutcher, obviously we talked about Patrick Dempsey. We talked about. Did you guys have a fate? Like, what was your favorite? Actually, you know, what? let's do. Let's. We are. We have been. I I didn't keep track of the time, but I, we have yeah. been talking for a while. Yeah. Um. And if we ever reach our goal of having an episode shorter than the movie, which we may reach with this one because this movie was it's so a long, long. Movie, yeah. Um. Let's. Why don't we move on to our um quick fire questions? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Um, Mary, which female lead would you be friends with? Oh, Emma Roberts. Okay. Um, <laughs> Steve, which which male lead would you be friends with? um i i guess ashton like he ashton. seems he seems okay i would be friends with george lopez he's a very um, enthusiastic vote for ashton's friendship i i just i can't picture i like it's him or Topher grace i guess just by like yeah, you're right you're right age and position yeah like there, there aren't really like many like most of the people in this movie are are younger or older yeah. And like yeah. the people squarely in the middle are like Jennifer yeah. Garner, Ashton yeah. Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah. Who is um, Unsung Heroes, Steve? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess Larry Miller, who is in the, yeah. um, he, he is the airport guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't really say George Lopez because he's a sung hero. Like, they really uh, hit yeah, you on the head that he's a hero. He's a yeah, hero. George, George Lopez, Queen Latifah, Taylor Swift, I liked them all, but I thought they were in the movie too much. So I would agree. I mean, as much oh, as yeah, I would- the, the, This is a weird movie that has nobody... There's no, like, that guy who's just in, like, yeah. one scene. It's it's all A-listers. Yeah. Or, like, or, or, like in... Like Taylor Swift is not like an A-list actress, but she is a famous she's person. A celebrity, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, wait, there was a question we didn't really answer, which is we didn't finish answering. What couples would you cut out? So, well, we started to the older couple. You guys are gonna hate me for saying this, but I would cut out the kids. Don't care about them. Feels well, they, they didn't do anything. Cra- no, I agree. I agree with you because it's basically they just ripped off the kid from he, Love Actually. He didn't waste so much time on them, but like maybe. And then, also, cool. he gives her the flowers, and then he goes, "I don't know what to say now." That was realistic. I thought that was funny. You guys do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. And the mom, <laughs> the mom tells um, the girl, like, which is totally <laughs> also propagating stereotype. The mom goes, "When it's time, we'll find a new and nice Indian boy." Yeah, the problem. Like, way to propagate stereotypes. Stereotypes. The problem is none of the couples exist in a vacuum. So it's like if you're cutting Holden and Julie Roberts, and you're also cutting the, you know, the gay athlete, which I wouldn't cut. So I I wouldn't cut the gay athlete. You could somehow cut the mother-son storyline and the kids crush storyline and the older adults, and then who else have we not cut? See, that's another. Maybe Hathaway. Maybe on Hathaway. That's really. Maybe maybe how we should talk about the question in reverse. Which. Which love story would you want featured on an episode of Modern Love? Mm. I would say the Julia Roberts story, actually. Mm. I would say Julia Roberts and Bradley Cooper on the plane. Yeah. And, yeah. and then she goes to say hi to her son. But like, oh, oh, and written, written better. Let me, written in a more <laughs> quality of but, Modern But that's love. not really much of a movie. It's just yeah. Julia Roberts well, is 
going home to see her kid. But that's what modern love is. It's like, it's not a movie, it's 20 minutes. And it's just like these things like, um, like the first episode of Modern Love, which Mary pointed out is the, the woman from, the mom from How I Met Your Mother. And it's basically, well, this is spoiler alert. You know, she gets pregnant. <laughs> she gets pregnant and her support system is the doorman. Like that's the story. Yeah, like, you're spoiling all of Modern Love on this side and I love it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like Modern Love, it's just kind of talks about like people, like what do people it's a Valentine's Day episode and it's like this is one where the mom is dedicating like she's the first time she's just trying to get home to her son to be the other thing with, with modern him. love is that it, if you read the actual column in the New York Times they tend to like stories that do have some element of technology as part of the story whether it's mm-hmm. you know that they met on a dating app or that it's long distance and they have to rely on that so from that angle and the fact that I was closest to their age when it came out I probably would watch be most likely to watch an episode or movie about the high school students oh I yeah would, but I was like 20 or 19 I think I was 19 when it came out um so I think their storylines were just the ones I cared the most about and like the Taylors don't really have a storyline but like they're funny and whatever <laughs> I get I, I would have watched them for a little bit longer well, yeah we, Emma we, Roberts we and Emma Robertson and her boyfriend being on an episode of Modern Love would have been good too yeah, we, we mentioned how this movie cribbed from other movies and like that's just the plot of American Pie like Wait, yeah. I haven't seen American Yeah, Pie. that's true. What is they're trying to lose their virginity to each other? On prom night. Yeah, and two of them decide, no, let's wait. Well, did um, you think, think it's interesting, though, that there's nothing about this that's like, or I guess Valentine's Day, but it's not like, oh, let's make it special. It's prom night. I mean, they were going to do it during the day. Like, I just thought that was, <laughs> well, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny that he wrote us, like, he ran out with the guitar well, I thought it was funny. Um, and then the and then the mom's like, "Cover your wiener." Well, that was I laughed out loud at that part. The mom, <laughs> mom made the heat check, but uh, why didn't she like leave the room? <laughs> like, why did she stay in the room? I think she was more trying to get him out of the room. Like, it's her house. That's true. But then I guess I would have shut the door and been like, "Put on clothes and get out." I think she was. <laughs> I, I could. Say, I laughed a lot during that scene. I thought it was shot, like the way it was shot was really funny, but I also could see it kind of happening that way where it's just so awkward, you don't know what to do. And she's just like, get out, cover up, like da da. Like it was just too much. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing this movie in theaters and I saw it with my family. Like I saw it with my mom. And I remember her like, <laughs> yeah, I know, it was kind of awkward. And I remember her leaning over to me at the beginning of the scene being like, do you know what song this is? And I didn't know because I hadn't started the lyrics yet. And it was Foreigners feels like the first time. And oh. I was like, oh my God, why are the music choices in this movie just always so much hitting you over the head? Like, <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't with it. But anyways, that's my tangent about- um, Steve, um, so we know, I said my modern love story would be Julia Roberts's story and Bradley Cooper, I guess. And um, Mary Years would be, um, Emma Roberts. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what's your modern love story? Which one? Which of these would you pick to be expanded upon um, in an episode of Modern Love? You know what? Just just to be different, I will say let's let's find out about Jessica Alba. Just because. Oh. I, do we even like? We don't really know anything about her. Yeah, um, although do. I realize we would have to recast because Jessica Alba cannot act either. So. No, she cannot act. Wait, she cannot. I feel like she wasn't in this movie enough for me to decide about her acting. You guys think she can't act? I cannot act. She was funny I've, I've not been impressed with her other work. So, I, like I it's, 
I they have the market cornered on Jessica's who can't act in this movie. Oh, <laughs> Jessica Alba and Jessica Peter. I will say so, that she's gorgeous as a blonde. She's she is very gorgeous. Pretty. She's very. That's why, that's probably, I guess now I don't really think of her as acting. Now I think of her as like, isn't she run the company like Honest or something? She's one of the most. She's one of the most um, wealthy celebrities because that company. Does she's a, she's an entrepreneur. I see her more as an entrepreneur than an actress now. Yeah, but right. So let's go on with the quick fire question. Um, we already know what male lead you de- date and what female lead you date. Um, we unsung Mary, who's your unsung hero? I, mean, I agree with Steve. Like everyone in it's kind of a big like I I'd probably go Larry Miller as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably yes, agreed. Um, <laughs> even though it didn't even lead to the climax of anything, so whatever. I thought it did, so it was effective. Yeah, it was um Okay, Mary, what trope did you think was well done? Oh, um, <laughs> it's, it's been done so many times, but like the two timing thing, I really liked the restaurant scene with Patrick Dempsey. I thought everyone brought their A game. The wife was funny in it. Like, yeah. oh, we've got this lying, stinking pig special. She's like, you're kidding. Like, I just thought that whole scene was really funny. And she's like, I'll have the salmon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a cliche, but I, I thought that was the most effective because it's like the best friends being in love with each other we've seen so many times. Yeah. You know, thinking someone's interested and they're not, we've seen so many times, like not age appropriate crushes, but like I thought the the cheating husband doctor thing was funny. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like I'll, the, I will never get over a nice confronting a cheater in public shame yeah, thing. I, mean, I hope we do I love this- him. I hope we do this movie on the pod because it's one of my sister Lisa's favorite movies, but Adventures in Babysitting with Elizabeth Shue has an amazing restaurant two-timing confrontation. I love, I love those. Never, those will never get old. <laughs> those will never get old. Um, Steve, is this movie ahead of its time or dated? Uh, or both? <laughs> I, I feel like it's pretty much dated. In, <laughs> like it's, you know, it doesn't really try to do anything new so yeah it's definitely not ahead of its time no it's it's just a ripoff of love, love actually for the most part yeah, so it's also kind of funny that it's dated but even though it's old it feels older than it is yeah i feel like it's one of those movies that came out in 2010 and it felt dated in 2011 people were yeah. like what vibrate like yeah yeah <laughs> i remember iPhones. a lot of people had iphones by 2012 yeah, it, it surprised me when I looked this up. I thought it came out way before 2010. It I looks like it was... 2005 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Is this is this movie remakeable? <laughs> would you remake Would you remake this movie? Somebody did twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Have... So I wrote the I wrote these questions before I saw the movie, so it's kind of like I know. Um. <laughs> Have, no. have you guys investigated uh, the spoofs of this, which are far better than this movie? Because no. S- SNL had a spoof skit based no. on this. No. Um, oh. and, and 30 Rock also had, 30 well, Rock had the best one. New Year's Eve has both Jason, or Mother's Day has Jason Sudeikis and New Year's Eve has Seth Meyers. So the SNL people were not too good for these movies. That's well, so funny. You know, the check is going to clear, you know, so... Um, <laughs> But but no, on, on Thirty Rock they had um, Jenna Maroney. Yes, wait, it was it Jenna Maroney was, was it MLK Day? 
Yeah, MLK. Did. That was so funny. <laughs> yes. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast and look up Helio after the podcast. We'll play it. Um, MLK. MLK Day. It's with like Emma Stone and uh, Andy Samberg. But then they splice in real um, actors in real movies. Like John Krasinski was in this movie called It's Complicated. And there's like a clip from him in that where he's just like, oh my God. And everyone's just like reacting. It's like, you're a white supremacist. And it's just like, everyone's like, <laughs> like this MLK day like you will have a dream or something and, like, it was just so forced but it's like also not that much of a spoof like yeah these movies are ridiculous it's kind of like um I forgot like about how the Twilight movies like, themselves are like yeah. like it's like make it's like twi- the Twilight movies with that like could are a spoof but they're not yeah. trying to be a spoof but then they yeah. made a spoof of them but it was very similar oh, to the actual movie the twilight, i went to the first twilight movie and even the very first twilight movie in theaters everyone was laughing and it wasn't supposed <laughs> to be, it was like the biology <laughs> yeah but like the movie um goals or something i don't know whatever yeah, spoofs are very funny i mean the other thing i thought was really funny in the review that he does roger ebert goes Valentine's Day is being marketed as a date movie. I think it's more of a first date movie. If your date likes it, do not date that person. <laughs> and if you like it, there may not be a second date. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this fails his his um him or Gene Siskel. I always forget which one it is. Their test of a movie is always: Would you rather have just watched these people eating dinner together? Yeah. And oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. much would have rather seen you know, Emma and Julia Roberts having dinner with one yes. well, It makes me think of, there's a movie Tom Hardy was in where it's basically just him on the phone in a car, driving a car all day. Let me try and find it. That movie was pretty good. I forgot the name of it. Tom Hardy's Bale from, he's an Inception. He's Bale from um, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's not. I mean, they did remake this movie, but they shouldn't. And the movie itself is kind of already a remake of Love, actually. It's just not. Locke. He's in Locke, and it's basically, and it's, like, really good. And you're just watching him. I mean, it's, like, suspenseful, though. Um, So, yeah, it's, um, I would have rather watched Julia Roberts in a limo being driven around L.A. for two hours. (laughs) Well, I mean, if if you're signing the check, she'll do it. Yeah. So... Um, what was your, Mary, what was, say the end? Crazy how much she made for how little she did, but she was good for her. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So last few questions, Mary, what was the most iconic scene for you? I have to, I'm going to repeat myself and say, I really like the two Taylor scene. I thought that was funny. And I like the spit wide story. Those are your favorite scenes, but what about iconic? Iconic. This was the second time you saw the movie. What scene were you like? All right, this is that. I mean, it could still be the spitwad scene. I, mean, I don't know. I feel like to me, like no scene is as effective. I don't remember mm. any scene that I was like, oh, I can't wait to see that scene again. Um, I think the mom chasing Carter Jenkins out of the house is funny. I don't know if it's iconic. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's because, an iconic scene. Maybe because I haven't seen American Pie, it was more effective for me because I was like, oh, this is a really funny concept. Um, so yeah, but like uh, the, all the other climax scenes, I wasn't as crazy about. And then I guess the waiter, you know, Jennifer Garner confronting. Yeah, like that's a good I think iconic that's, one. That's kind of a cathartic for anyone who's yeah. like probably wanted to confront a two-timing person. I imagine that's how they would feel. Yeah, um, I mean yeah. the scene that you described as your favorite—it's a great scene. 
but it's like I guess when I think of iconic I think of like when you think of this movie what seed I do th- I do think of Taylor Swift dancing badly I do yeah <laughs> so then it's like maybe that's that's a good one it's um yeah, we we've, we've discussed what what the philosophy behind like what makes something iconic I mean and I guess that this is a difficult question to answer with this movie because I would not say this this movie is not iconic no 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 so it's it, yeah I mean it's like kissing booth right like it's like well what is iconic in this universe but I had an I, easier I, time finding an iconic scene in kissing booth I didn't oh my god so according um, to, on YouTube there is a a clip that says all of Taylor Swift's scenes from Valentine's Day guess the length ooh, probably not even five minutes uh um, that is correct. It's under five minutes. Okay, so she's three in minutes. Elevator. She's in the elevator for like thirty seconds. She's like in the latte scene and it's like, let's wait. Oh, that's a cute scene. She goes, oh, they're finally putting lattes in the vending machine. Yeah, and then I like how he's like, what about us? And she's like, we're gonna wait. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Where's the pants in this relationship? In yeah. reality and in this movie. And I really, um, you know, it's funny because Mary mentioned about her like not looking iconically beautiful or something, and I actually don't particularly find her that beautiful but i did find her beautiful in this movie it's beautiful in this movie um and i like the kind of rugged look she had i think she's quite beautiful in this movie she's beautiful uh but yeah i mean there's that and then the longest one is probably the interview scene and then there's a scene where she's out of the elevator i don't know four minutes we are checking in at two minutes 47 seconds wow (laughs) wow the interview scene seemed like it was a lot longer because i think she does she's such a good job there's no waste of screen time. I, I can every watch time it. She's on sc- every time she's on screen, she's just like killing it. I think she's really she's good. So good. It's, it's, it's also out. it's charitably giving her like credit for 15 seconds of the of Taylor Lautner's hurdling scene where yeah. she is she's also doing the long jump and I and she jumps into the sand. Yeah, and I can't I can't tell if Taylor Swift is acting or if she or if she is just not athletic i could believe that she's, she's just not, not athletic. athletic she's not athletic at all but i, also I honestly don't think anyone in this movie was acting to be totally so honest true. i feel like everyone was just being <laughs> themselves but i did think that was good physical comedy um i mm-hmm. little little bit of a tangent 10 second story so i did run track in um school and my parents would go to the meets and i remember one time i was running um the 800 meters which is like two laps and my parents were like looking at me but it's like you know if you're on one side of the track you're kind of looking at quite a distance because um you know they're however far away from you so they're seeing the kids on the track run around but at the same time in the middle of the track the circle there are the field events so at the same time um not the long jump but the pole vault was happening and it just with my mom's eyeline and the timing of the pole vault my mom thought one of the girls running the race tripped and just flung herself in the air and she was like oh my god look at her and my dad was like yeah she's doing the pole vault (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny i do feel like that's i can see that actually being taylor swift because i genuinely i think one of you guys said this earlier like a lot of these people probably weren't even really acting. Well, like they're probably the people, just being themselves. One realistic thing though, also nobody's really that good the long jump. It's like, if you're good, it's like, there's only a few of them that are really good. So at least on my track team, like Taylor Swift, that's exactly who would have done the long jump. It would have been the girls that were kind of skinny and not very good at anything else. And just kind of, <laughs> on that. I mean, it sounds bad, but 
Um, but yeah, and I loved how she was kind of like playing herself a little bit when he was like, now your boyfriend is the star athlete and you are. And she was like, not the cheerleader. Because that's been Taylor Swift's brand the entirety. That's of really cute. Yeah. Um, okay, so see, oh, yeah, what was iconic? Like, I was gonna say, Steve, if you want to count her song, she has Today Was a Fairy Tale. Oh, she does, yeah. That plays even when she's not in the The, the best song in this film is uh quit your job by jb fox which is not on the soundtrack oh Oh. i thought my i felt so if we talk about iconic songs or iconic scenes for me the iconic song is when they're all singing i will survive at first i I was afraid i I was petrified i would say it was a fairy tale and then i liked the uh Indian wedding version of Science Still Delivered. Oh yeah, that was really cute. I look, I do like the concept that the two parties merge together. Yeah, that was cute. I think the Indian couple was also really cute. Um, they were. Steve, what was your iconic scene? Oh, I have none. Like I, <laughs> I will not remember bad. this movie in the slightest. Like <laughs> that's even worse than something bad. None of us are gonna remember like, this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like there's. I mean. I don't know. Part of it's because, as I've said, there's just I can think of for all of them better movies or shows that handle the same subject matter. All right. So, final question: What do you think is worse, being a bad movie or being unmemorable? Well, I I feel like you can compare fastest with the other movie I did, which was the the kissing booth. booth. Yeah, we're I. I give more credit to the kissing booth because I feel like it was trying. Whereas like this, this was, this was solely created to make some money, which I realize, yeah. you know, a, a lot of films are, but like, it's this shameless. is just, it's it, yeah, it's, it's shameless with how yeah. it paints by numbers. Yeah. I would say, and who, the actor, not the actor, the director who did Mother, that movie that we hated, Mary. I've I, never seen so much hatred on Mary. When we got out of that movie, Mary's not, eyes were like, what the fuck did we just watch? I was so angry. I hated two things about that movie. One, I hated it because it was kind of like Donnie Darko. Like, there's some movies at the time you're like, oh, that's good. And then you're like, wait, that didn't mean anything. I was just kind of a bunch of like, you know, a director that was navel gazing. But like, I hated that like some people, their reaction to me not liking Mother was like, you didn't get it and I was like no it was just no, a bad you got movie. it it was just you know, a bad movie I, I get it I understand biblical allegory as much as the next person I went to Catholic school for 12 years but <laughs> I was like no I get it it's just bad like and I felt like people liked it because they wanted to quit this is a hot take you're not gonna like yeah. it if they hear this but people liked quote-unquote feeling smart and like you know kind of patting themselves on the back because they were like oh I understand it was all these things get out, was, get out of the ivory tower get out of, I say yeah. tell that to them get exactly. out of the ivory tower sometimes a bad movie is just a bad movie and we can't um God, what was his he also I did love Black Swan um that director Black- I actually listened to an interview he did with um Mark Marin, and something he said was like his goal is not to make a good or bad movie. He's like, his goal is to make a memorable movie. And Mother, Mary, we got to give him credit. It's memorable. Yeah. We well, hated also, Mother. His, yeah, and this it, one is not. All of his movies are basically that. He did. He started with Pie, then Requiem for a Dream, uh, The Fountain, Re- The Wrestler, Black Swan, Noah, and Mother. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're memorable. And Requiem for a Dream is like, like I'm 
traumatized by that movie. I've, I've heard of them all, but the only one I've seen is Mother. I guess I haven't seen any of his movies. Black Swan's really good. Um, I mean, that one, that one's amazing. Well, I mean, Requiem for a Dream is one of my favorites. I bought the soundtrack for it. Um, like, the, it's beautiful. I think they should show that movie to all high schoolers, and they will never tr- touch drugs in their life, um, <laughs> like ever. Um, well, I guess if your metric is success um this movie i mean critically not but like it made a ton of money it was the second biggest opening ever yeah i was gonna say like i feel like as an art if if i was taking it from the perspective of an artist so for him someone like darren arnofsky that's what his name is darren arnofsky for him he, uh, he would much rather have a movie that everyone hated than something unmemorable but from an actor's point of view like a flop like that could really destroy their career so some of the time so they would argue i can see someone like Topher Grace being like, I'd rather make an unmemorable movie than a bad one because, like, I mean, think of whose like career has been just, just destroyed by a bad movie. Like, um, oh, the smart girl in Saved by the Bell. She did that movie where she's like a call oh, yeah. or something. Well, you know, I, I think you kind of bring up a good point, which is there's way more chances in Hollywood for men than there are for women. That's true. Um, I mean, Bradley Cooper was at it for like. 20 years before he really became famous and i feel like if a uh, woman weren't something that flopped and then she got to his age it sort of be you know. oh for sure 100 all right so we are recording this on super bowl sunday <laughs> um and so not maybe actually day, guys. not yeah. actually valentine's day it is, but... it is a sports movie it's got a football that's player true that's true yeah who comes out as who comes out and but and says he's not retiring which is which was a surprise that i was like that was memorable to me i was like oh did not see that coming i hate to you know i thought he was going to be with his publicist i hate to use gender stereotypes one way that is not surprising to me that a woman wrote this movie is that the sports stuff doesn't make any freaking sense like (laughs) they're like oh well the football season's over and it's like well was he in the super bowl or like what because it's february and they're like you know he took them all the way to the championship but then it's like the playoffs and it's like what what play it's like very vague like yeah what you know what team he plays for and how he how far he took them it's like uh, it's it's they didn't want to they didn't want to pay to be able to say super bowl yeah, so, yeah. Uh, or, or to say NFL. Uh, like, no, that's, that's uh, what it was. But I will say another special, you know, a reason that Steve is a very special guest on this podcast and what our, our listeners may not know is that his birthday is Valentine's Day. <gasps> Happy yeah. birthday, Steve! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Everyone send message to Steve. Yeah. Like, on his, know, like, what, how has it been? Like, has it been an interesting t- time to have your birthday? So it's always good for me because i i get stuff regardless so like i historically i would always get candy or like you know cards growing up so it was awesome that's awesome is your wife a little bit like uh like, happy i'd be like oh i only have one day to worry about and no because then she's like mm. valentine's day she's like no like like he's gonna phone it in no but i'm not assuming you're gonna phone it in but no, it's like i i, I normally still i'd be annoyed I, not gonna lie i would be annoyed i'd be annoyed just, as your wife Good thing we're I, not married, Steve. Well, uh, I, I normally I normally still buy like candy or something like that. I, I honestly don't know what I'm gonna do this year. Um because like we're we're still social distancing, so um, I'm a bad girlfriend, but I always feel like Valentine's Day is more presents for women. I, I always got more stuff than I would give on Valentine's Day. Oh, I damn. I mean Mary though, you've like the guys that you've dated have like really liked you. <laughs> like, isn't that true of everyone though like, like 
like otherwise why would they be <laughs> like I definitely like I've been in a lot of relationships this is pre-Ricky where I've definitely liked the guy more than they liked me uh, Mary no. you've definitely been the one where they I'm just gonna say two words or I think it's three words to you do you know what I'm gonna say um pillows something with pillows two hundred dollar pillows <laughs> two hundred dollar pillows I, I so like, no wonder you think because but you're also used to the guys they've dated have i feel like they've tended to like you so no, much more than you no, like no but you know what i will say not dating him anymore still have the pillows <laughs> <laughs> as someone who slept on those pillows and i have chronic neck issues i get it yeah, I mean, we'll say yeah. he, there's no way he'll listen to this. So we'll say his name. Kyle and I are no longer dating, but those pillows and I were going on five years. It's so oh. bad that I can never remember <laughs> his name. I'll never remember his name because we don't call him that. We call him something else. We call, we tend to call him like I like you reference him, and then I go, I make pillow a face, guy. and you and then you go pillow guy, and I go, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, or, or Ma- child please. But it's not oh child please. Yeah, Mary but then there's also. Guy. Then there is um the the wait, but then there was like and this wasn't Valentine's Day, but then the gift like the purse when the guy actually like looked yeah. on your phone and got yeah. you the purse that you I, were. I'm I'm not like saying this just to say that I, I most Valentine's days I've been single and like it's been more of a Valentine's day, so it's not even like I have a ton of experience to draw on. But the ones that I have had boyfriends during, yeah, they've like gone all out, and I feel like I didn't get anything or I got like a chocolate or something I mean you deserve all this I'm glad like you keep keep well, your standards high girl well, but also like in med school they always made more money than me yeah they're all exit they're all exits now so I feel like they're all compensating like, oh yeah Steve, they knew that they were on thin ice dropping knowledge bombs <laughs> um Snaps. Yeah, well, I, I always feel like if you're gonna spend money you do it um Christmas or birthday like yeah, if, if they celebrate Christmas, but you know, the, I I feel like Valentine's Day is just you know kind of made up. No, so. you're so you're so right. And the pillows weren't even a holiday. It was like I complained once about my pillow quality after the second date. It was very early on. And he got tips. And then he was like, "Yeah, he didn't even come to, to my like he didn't even slept over." It was like presumptuous that he sent two, but I guess it would have been weird to send one. And he was like, can you check your mail? And I was like, oh, because I had packages that I like, I never checked my mail. Yeah, Mary, you got to do something about that. <laughs> As someone who like, sent you perishable packages. I know. And, uh, and anyways, I had these Amazon packages and then Boomy, our other roommate, looked them up and we were like, oh, these clothes are like actually quite expensive. Oh my so, God. Yeah, guys, just know that if you get a girl something in early stages of dating, they will Google how much it costs. Um, I remember in college, just one girl I was friends with. I mean, I'm sure she's not going to listen to this. Um, she's <laughs> no. kind of like, like my mom doesn't cuss, but my mom no, calls her a bitch. Listen to this. I, I mean, based on the number of people, this girl is like the most entitled. Was like the most entitled princessy person, and her boyfriend in college like got her. She says she always wanted something from Tiffany's. It's like a college kid with like no money. The only thing you can afford is like this hundred dollar necklace and it's okay. like like an onyx heart so it's like black and, and I, feel like I feel like that's kind of like lame because it's like oh well they just got the cheapest thing at tiffany's like i'd rather yeah just a brand. yeah yeah she thought it was real lame we looked it up and it was like a hundred dollars and it's that like it's like if you can't you just you have to always go for quality and even if, if you can't afford it then do something quality and something you can afford yeah, so this, I wouldn't say, this has nothing to do with exes, but I do think I have a lot of, like, 
similar to the Jennifer Garner Ashton Kutcher story like guys that I've been friends with and I would say like most of them like if you wanted to date like you would have by then so I don't know like if you if you guys were in that situation and you had a bad first kiss wouldn't you just like abort it or would you be like oh no I'm going to explore this that was my question (laughs) I feel like like a bad first kiss is very telling it's also like okay we went through all this and then we had a bad first kiss that kind of confirms we should I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to say like, okay, that was it. And I'm a very instinctual person, right? I'm an INTJ. I'm very instinctual. Like if my feet, if I'm like feeling uncomfortable, like I definitely be like abort, abort, abort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it felt awkward like that. But at the same time, I do think that the circumstance of a kiss makes a big difference. So when it's like a situation where it feels forced versus when you just feel it in the moment can also yeah. be telling. So if it's like, okay feels forced and they're like okay whatever but then when he does kiss her and it's real then at that point it feels very like but the thing I think the issue is that this time span where, where I have harder time suspending disbelief is a time span between those kisses was too short where it's like mm-hmm. it feels awkward there but if like some time went by so I think a good example in a show that did this really well was New Girl and it's like they're trying to like they're playing um they're playing what is it that game they play president new american i mean new american and all american or something like that and then nick and jess are like locked in the closet and they have to kiss and then they're like uh whatever this is weird and then they like feel awkward and then they like give up like they won't do it and it feels awkward and she's like this is so awkward i feel so uncomfortable but then um, when everyone's like leaving or whatever, and then like the moment just sweeps them and then he grabs her and kisses. And then it's like, oh, now I feel something. Yeah, I think, I've, I, think I used to put a lot of stock in the first kiss. And then I now probably more mature of you would be like give another shot. I think. It's yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's a low body. It's like if you, I think the context you're in could make a big difference. Um, so, you so know, we like, didn't have we had a really good first kiss but our first meeting our second date when we met up with each other was really awkward and I was like <laughs> I feel I like gave him a handshake <laughs> that is awkward I was just like oh my god I'm sober now mm. And our first kiss, I was a little tipsy. It's always a little bit different when you meet someone out after this. There, there was a guy who asked me out in New York. I went on a date with him, but we met out, so I wouldn't say I was like you know super. I'd argue the second kiss could be the second kiss. It can be more awkward. Interesting. Second kiss on another date, not like right after the first kiss, but like no, no, on another date. Interesting. I don't know if I agree. But because yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking about like this guy that I saw in the light of day and I was like, oh my God, like I just didn't even know his hair color. It was like, just ah! not, in, not in him at all. Not in him at all. Ah. Uh, I mean, see, what do you think? Could you, do you think you can, is, can you make a comeback from an awkward kiss? Uh, and what sure. do you think about people dating someone that they've been friends with for a long time? Because I'm not a big believer in it. Oh, those are two very different things. Um, yeah. So uh, the, Awkward kiss, I feel like there's a lot of reasons why that can happen. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to just give it another shot if you like the person. Um, you know, it was weird, like out of nowhere, then no, you don't need to. Um, 
I don't know the the if the person's like repulsed, like oh my god, well, then it's like, yeah. That's that not does awkward. happen that's with some people you cast. You're just like, Woo, not. whoa. Then you should never. Then uh, that's over. Game over. It's yeah, so, you're not repulsed until after. Yeah, some know. people just give it a shot at the end of the day, and it's like, oh, you read yeah. how how this day you read went. that badly. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as the, the I guess the when Harry met Sally thing, um, yeah. Like I, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm glad you brought up when Harry met Sally because, you know, we, this movie had nothing original about it, and I guess the main <laughs> characters were Harry and Sally, their best friends, and they end up together. Okay, cool. Yeah. But go on, Steve. Yes. Yeah, so I wanna, like I, I, I feel like I feel like that can happen, but really only if one of the people is like truly in the dark about like the fact that the other person is into them, they haven't considered it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't know, I I feel like most people end up as friends because they have considered it, and they're like, no, I'm I'm not into this person. That's why we're friends. So, so yeah, yeah. I I do know of a couple that were best friends and are now ha- now have a baby together. I don't know if they're married. Mm. Um, was one of them dating somebody else when they first met? So the oh, mom was married. Yeah. See, that doesn't because then that's like that's like a reason why they would not. And he was also in a serious relationship with someone else, but they were in the same department and became very close, and their friendship lasted through. And I guess because their friendship was also independent of their relationships. Yeah. Like it wasn't like you know. I would say it's it's probably way more unusual where you when you meet you're both single and then become friends first. Like, yeah. yeah over yeah. like a, a long period of time like right right or what i'm thinking of is like people maybe that you um grew up with or you went to school with so it's like you at some point you would have had so many chances because at some point you would both be single and still someone yeah someone i think of that were friends first before they got together was a couple in college but every like but everyone knew like he she like it was no that he was like in love with her um but she they had to stay friends because um she had a very conservative family and they she wasn't allowed to date um in college and she felt they actually did date in secret for a bit but then I think she felt the guilt of lying to her family she didn't want to be and I actually admire her for this now knowing similar situations where they do go on lying years and years and years <laughs> and I also say this as someone who lied to her parents in college for the first six I know, months I know someone I know someone I dated someone who's one of his roommates. and being on the other side of it now it's like I actually really admire her for that is not yeah. lying and then and what actually she, what she she was like I I don't feel comfortable lying to my parents and mm-hmm. I'm not at a place right now because she was financially dependent on them she was a freshman in college yeah. like to tell them about us and it's also not fair to you and this guy was devastated but they stayed friends through that whole course um I mean I'm sure they didn't hang out for a while so he probably couldn't and well anyway um they're married now oh. but I think that it is like a very and I think they're that's, that's different because you basically said for extended period of time he was like in love with her and like I would say some of the guy you know I've had a couple of guy friends like some some of them are not friends but (laughs) (laughs) i think but they think they're friends exactly and 
I would say it feels more like con- like I shouldn't say it like this, but like convenience is like oh maybe we'll try yeah. this. Like it's not like there's like, one thing date, but it's- one thing a relationship should not be based off of is convenience. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that guys do more than often than women. But it's just sort of like oh let's give this a shot or like Which I don't really have a type. Kind of goes. And women are like. It kind of goes back to my original grievance about this movie is it it high it like shows the it the misogynistic part the misogyny which is and then it's kind of maybe it's like the guys are are with guys end up choosing the women because it's more convenient to are going to choose the more convenient woman and then that's like misogynistic So it's like, even if their concept of convenience isn't even accurate, it's like, it, you know, it's funny when, um, like, it, it's funny when, actually, oh, you know what, I lie, one of my exes did dump me when I started med school, and now he's married to a nurse. But joke's on him, because if you're a nurse at a hospital, your hours fucking suck. Oh, I know, one of my best friends from uh, school is a nurse, it's tough, so, but he's not a doctor. He's not a doctor though, right? No, um, no, no, he's not. So he, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if she, but I mean, he could transition to something else and, or I don't know if, but it's just, I just, I mean, maybe now y'all know why, maybe a little bit about it, or maybe I don't know, but it's just, it's it's a shitty situation. You've said is coming from that place. I mean, you know, uh, any, any other, I know we, I know. Um, any other last kind of lingering things no I mean what would what's your one line about this movie how would you sum up this movie <laughs> um, I would say utterly forgettable kind of yeah, yeah. utterly I mean, forgettable yet racist and misogynistic <laughs> In a very that. passive way that highlights what's wrong in our country. <laughs> that's giving it too much credit. Yeah, um, that is giving it too. But it's like though that's where it's really dangerous is when it's I like mean, when I texted you, I was like, this is, when I was watching it, I was like, this is a ridiculous movie, and that's kind of still my take. Like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. in some ways. It's definitely forgettable. In some ways, it's just aggressively mediocre. And if it weren't for all the star power, it certainly wouldn't have been made on the basis of the script or a no-name yeah. director. Right? Every, you have to prove itself. Everything just feels lazy, not like actively yeah, actively yeah. mean. It's not like they're going. No, it's, that, that yeah. a lot of what I'm feeling. It's just about the music being too over the top, hitting you over the head with the message. Yeah. The script, just everything. Even, even the things that are bad about it, which is the misogyny and the racism is lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go for the easy joke. They never go for a subtle, it's just everything's, yeah. All right, well, there you have it, folks. Valentine's Day, a forgettable, misogynistic, racist experience that just rips off, that just rips off a bunch of other movies and you're better off. And the movie's so long that you're honestly just better off going back and watching all these other movies. Just go watch Harry Met Sally. We'll yeah. do an episode on it. Just go back or, when Harry Met Sally. Is there another Valentine's Day movie? I don't know if there's one. There's actually that. not that many Valentine's Day yeah, movies. Yeah, it's tough. It's mm. tough. Ho- holiday, which you hate. Oh my God, Steve. My other issue is <laughs> that, that I thought of while we were recording this. I mean, it just, it makes a problem out of things that aren't problems. Like you don't need a date for Mother's Day. Like you don't need a date <laughs> for Mother's Day. Half of those holidays, I was like, mm, 
I don't really need a date to this. In fact, I would argue some of them are better without a date, like St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah um, I hope everyone who's listening, if you made it this far, your Valentine's Day is more memorable than this movie. And, um, you know, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the emails. And uh, thank you most especially to Steve for coming back on. Yes. Working with us. <laughs> thank you, Steve. Oh, no I hope you have something special planned for your Valentine's Day because right. it's also your birthday. Yeah. And everyone wish Steve um, a, a happy birthday. And, well, and don't forget Sunday, to give- so don't for- One day of prayer first. And- <laughs> Them. oh of course uh, and yes, um yes, and also don't forget to give love it's not just romantic love don't forget to celebrate the other sorts of love in your life because this movie does not <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say steve my sister also remembered it was she was like oh are you recording it for his birthday and i was like and for valentine's day and- <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Um, anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. If there are any movies that you really want us to do, um, definitely email us and let us know. If um, you had any comments about anything we said, I know we had said, said some hot t- hot button issues here. We did. We did. We did. Please be gentle with us. Um, but, you know, we we value all opinions here. We don't we value con- conversation. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't even know who's playing the Super Bowl, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, the next episode, I'm very excited for in terms of the movie we're doing. It's a movie that's been requested a few times, so I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. We've gotten this request. So this is gonna. This is our first. The next episode is our first listener requested um, movie. You'll just have to tune in and find out what that is all right thank you everyone thank you you, steve happy to have you back and looking forward to our